Chris saved a lot of money on his equipment, and it shows because it's it's uh, sketchy sometimes. Working beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my game got turned up during that. Okay, I think I think our volumes are pretty good. Anyway, so uh, this this week we've had Travis every week. This is the first time uh, that Travis is not involved with the podcast at all. So today, to fill in for Travis, we got Travis. Yeah, we have the same name, so I guess we're basically the same person. We're the same I person. Was say, it was going to be really confusing if both yeah. of you were here. Well, I figure if tra- well if Travis Travis, who's the normal, the other tangent boy, his <laughs> the uh, normal one, he's uh, he's Sevart. Next time we get on the podcast, if you get on with us, he can he'll be Sevart. Oh, okay. so it'll be like perfect. I'm glad you've already decided. This. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then uh, and then so. Which is funny too, because I remember when we so so. By the way, that we also have Jeremy here. Hello, that's Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, uh, and this Travis and I, this the new Travis, Travis one point five, two point oh. Um, we we all worked together previously, and I would you talk to Travis here all the time, and I would say other Travis and I talking about my friend, the, the original Travis on the show, and he every time he would be like Chris. You do not have to say yeah. other Travis. You can I just know say you're me. not. Like, you, <laughs> Travis. You can just say Travis. You don't have to I know say. You're not I know you're not talking about me because you're telling me a story about something you did <laughs> <laughs> with clearly another individual. Right. Like I'm gonna get confused. Like Chris, I don't remember that. You know what happened? <laughs> that's where That's like uh, with my as a, my lady. I, I say my lady on here, mm. but uh, another thing with <laughs> with her is she. Uh, she would give me so much shit because i would be like i would say my dad and she's like just say dad and just like yeah but he's my dad he's not your he's no one else's dad he's no one else's dad technically technically his as far as we know i don't (laughs) unless he has some love child that he doesn't know about my only child so literally he's yeah but they're not his kids though so i my my, i have a uh, my my sister is technically my half sister she had a different father Mm -hmm. before my mom got together with my dad um, and then my, and then same my brother, my, 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 um, my late brother, same deal. They had the same father and then, yeah. And then, so my dad just had me with my mom and, and yeah. then, I mean, he's also got like my stepmom, her kids. So like, he's got a stepson basically. I know your dad and you are the fake family. I am the fake family. <laughs> That's funny too. Cause if You're you look at other us, Chris, <laughs> I look like a, I look like a little, a little clone of my dad. Like I look just like my dad and I've been told that for ever i'm not saying you're not his kid you're just the fake kid. i'm the fake chris <laughs> yeah no anyway. i actually have uh i have two uh half brothers and uh two half sisters so i totally get it you know yeah yeah and they're just i assume you don't you don't refer to them as that you just refer no. to them as brothers and sisters yeah it'd be weird if i was like yeah half sister it's weird it's interesting <laughs> how that the difference between that and like a step sibling like because yeah because i've never felt that i needed to call my sister my half sister i mean i guess we have a reasonably healthy relationship so the only time i think somebody would do that would be like some fucking high society british drama like a half sister (laughs) yeah you don't you shouldn't get any of the will so do we all have half sisters here dude i think we do nice you got a half sister too yeah dude she's just my full sister though i call her Right, yeah. <laughs> you just call her their half sister to fuck no, with her? No, she you is call actually, her full sister. She's oh. actually half like different uh, dads. Okay, cool. Oh, okay. But you just call her your sister. Mm, cool. Yeah. 
I think it really uh, comes down to uh, just the time that you guys spent together growing up. You know, that Mm -hmm. that bonding between siblings. If you, like, uh, wipe each other's ass or anything like that, it really brings you together. It really brings you together. Yeah. (laughs) Or further apart. Depends on how that experience goes, really. I'm going to have to ask you to scoot away a little bit there, bud. No, (laughs) no, no, I was making a joke because what you said was super creepy and awkward, which you intended it to be. Yeah, I did. (laughs) uh, Anyway, I was going to say... uh, I just thought of King of the Hill, where where Hank has that Japanese half brother. That's yeah. when it's appropriate to call your sibling a half sibling. If you have, don't know that your father had an illegitimate Japanese love right. child. God, I love that that episode, that two parter where they go to Japan. You know, I've been rewatching King of the Hill, nice. and I have not realized how much of a a Karen Hank is really. <laughs> like when nothing goes his way, he immediately freaks out. Yeah, that's, that's a true. good point, Karen of the Hill. <laughs> yeah, he. Well, Hank's weird because, like, in the very beginning of the show, he's very conservative, and he kind of loosens up over time, or just gets a little more like reasonable. Because there are reasonable conservatives out there, right? Plenty of them. We just don't hear people. from them because they're not yelling. Just like there are plenty right. of, just like we only hear. Well, with the not with like the, the the actual politicians in the DNC, but like when it comes to like the 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 people, like like the pro, the proletariat that are that are liberal, we only hear from the cr- most extreme ones, basically. That, yeah, I I totally hear that. I believe it. I guess that's a counterbalance to the fact though that like. The, the party it's I'm, I'm sorry i'm getting on a tangent um i was saying uh fuck i can't remember where i was going with that i get now i'm talking about politics um oh yeah hank though was more conservative at the beginning and then he got a little more reasonable over time but um i think i i i think that's a really cool thing a really unique perspective of that show that that elevates it above other animated shows that are kind of you know have semi-realistic characters is like or, you know, or I guess just compare it to its contemporaries, like at the time, like Family Guy and like right. The Simpsons. Like, I love the uh, the episode because Hank is conservative. I think they can do really effective satire through it. Right. Like Judge does. Like the one I always think of is the one where he he um shakes uh, George W. Bush's hand when he's first yeah. running. For yeah. President. And it's it was li- limp. It's a limp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My God. It, it was limp. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, that's the big that's the big thing. He shakes George W. Bush's hand, and his handshake is limp, and he can't handle it. And I, he's got the the tape where he's playing it back. Yeah, look, yeah. look at him, look at him, Peggy. He's gonna he's gonna shake George W. Bush's hand. Excitement, disappointment. disappointment. Yeah. Excitement, <laughs> disappointment. And just like playing it back over and over again. I love it. It's a huge conspiracy. Yeah, and then Luann, he's trying to get Luann motivated to go vote, and she goes for the communist guy. Right, she likes his his hair and his tie or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that show would i almost think it was a little bit uh early but it's a great show and uh it's not still when did it end when did it stop airing i don't know i think around like 2010 2011 yeah, seven, maybe maybe even earlier. really even earlier than yeah. that okay but all i know is i didn't watch much of the last season it felt like it had gotten a little the stories were getting a little too ridiculous and right. it just felt like it had kind of jumped the shark they had they had they had escalated things too many times, which is common with a lot of in it, with a lot of comedy shows. Like The Office is another one I know. Right. Or Happy Days literally wrote the the you know is why we call it Jumping the Shark. <laughs> Who doesn't want to jump a shark? Though? Yeah. I mean, you guys are familiar with that, right? The, yeah. the, the the actual Happy Days where yeah, you got to get on the jet ski and jump you know that, that shark. Who's who's oh, water skiing? No, I didn't. So so Happy finale? Days. Well, no, it was I don't. It wasn't a finale. It was like. 
I think they made it as like a TV movie, but they kept going after that. But everybody was right. like, it was never as good before that. But yeah, they did this thing where, um, you know, Happy Days is just a comedy show where people are walking around, you know, and talking and stuff. And the worst is like somebody might get in a little fist fight. There's like no fantastical right. stuff going on. But Fonzie jumps a shark on water skis. There's a boat. And he's riding behind the boat, and he goes off a jump and goes over a shark. Like, intentionally? or Yes, it's part of the yeah. show. It's like the big thing. Whoa, look, Fonzie's jumping a shark. Like, Evil can evil or hey. some shit. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, and so it just, it's that, so that's the term that people use when, when a show just kind of goes off the rails, and it just keeps going past where it should, and they just keep upping the ante. Like, so I guess The Office... Had that same issue. Yeah. I didn't really watch much after Steve Carell left. Yeah, it got right. kind of. Really it just got weird. like really ridiculous. Yeah. I feel like The Simpsons did that a little bit too. I yeah, I had to stop. Or not The Simpsons, the the Hank, King of the Hill, but Simpsons has been doing that for years. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, the main reason I don't like King of the Hill so much is because it was more of a realistic storyline instead of uh, how crazy it would get. Yeah, there's a really good video that um Dorkly does where they he explains. You know, I guess there's a lot of people that's, that would say, like, why don't they just make King of the Hill live action? Like, what's the point of making it animated if, like, it's all so mundane? But then they go in, like, step by step, like, ten reasons why it were in. I think in, it would ruin it. Yeah, yeah. and it, like, part of it was, was allowing, um, allowing, you know, Bobby to stay the same, all of them to stay the same age. You couldn't do that in a real sitcom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then part of it was, like, he, they loved the idea that, um, as opposed to the Simpsons, where usually if you had a, if they have a celebrity guest star, unless it was like a comedian or a voice actor or something, um, if they had a celebrity guest guest star, they would basically just do a yellow version of themselves. Right. They would just be like, "Hey, I'm Steve Buscemi, but I'm <laughs> in the Simpsons." But King of the Hill, they actually had guest stars come in and play roles. Yeah, like uh, Tom Petty. Didn't he play uh, Lucky for in King of the Hill? Was he Lucky? Yeah, dude, really? he was lucky. Yeah. I got to look that up because that really? sounds amazing. He was. Well, I know like Brad Pitt was played Boomhauer's brother in one. I remember yeah. that was really funny because I just remember being like, don't talk about it. Hank loves hookers. <laughs> that was like his last line. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know you're going to hear the keys. So. Right. I'm pretty sure it was Tom Petty that played. Lucky. Dude, I had no idea. Yeah. That is so cool. Tom Petty even... played Lucky on King of the Hill. Yeah, I slipped on Peepee at the Costco. <laughs> he was in that for a while. Man. Yeah, dude, he was in it for I, like I multiple seasons. He was yeah. a re- yeah, he was a reoccurring character. Yeah. Or you had like uh, you had Willie Nelson played himself mm. on the the famous yeah. Willie Nelson episode, which was that great. was a great episode. There was a couple of uh, country stars. Yeah, I on there. I love in that Willie Nelson episode where he pushes past Lyle, Lyle Lovett, and he's like, out of my way, rooster boy. Yeah. <laughs> he just, yeah. like, knocks into him. <laughs> a you tank know, for you. I yeah. just noticed you have a, a picture of me on your... Dude, I do, yeah. yeah. From our, from our, 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 when we worked together. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get more specific than that, but yeah, we did a, we did a, a restringing event. I was there for that. Yeah, you were. Mm-hmm. Hardly that anybody was, came, uh... sadly, because... It was like it just the employees bringing in their own. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why it didn't work out as well this year, that year, because I heard it worked better in the past, but I don't know. We haven't done anything like that in years. Because I was there. It's because you were there. I believe it. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I love that picture, dude. I think there's two of them there. I think there's one underneath it. You still have yours? No. Dude, I should give it to you. you well, I, I, I might somewhere. In your keepsake. You're like, he's, he's reaching for his wallet. Yeah. You know he's got it folded up in his I wallet. Do. Don't look at my wallet. 
And someday it'll be there next <laughs> to the pictures of your kids. It it's is. like, who, who's that? Uh, you guys, uh, what do you guys think about uh, Sean Connery passing away? Mm, that was, uh, it was interesting because it's like, obviously he's 90 years old. He's, yeah. He's he hasn't done a movie there. since 2003 because he did the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and he hated the process so much that he was just like, I fucking quit Hollywood. So good for him that he got to just relax for the last 17 right. years. Um, but it's, 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 there's a lot going on. And then, and then obviously like, and every, a lot of people are talking about, cause what always happens, people are talking about his propensity for, for hitting women. And there's that famous interview with him and Barbara Walters. Have you seen that? No. It's pretty fucking funny because you can tell he's thinking really hard about every word that he says because he wants to come off right. But there's just, you know, that there's like his PA or something or his managers off the side and he's like, no, stop talking, John, stop. <laughs> right. But he's like, she's like, you said it's okay to hit a woman. You said it's better to do it with an open hand rather than a closed fist. And he's like, yes, well, um, <laughs> you know, I, from your women, you, 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 uh, you have this thing where you, you argue and, and you, you, you pushed on a point and they just can't <laughs> let it go. And you just, not all, and basically like you, you get to a point where women where they won't listen to reason and you just got to hit them. Right and, to and, the and, moon. Yeah. Wow. And he's just like, he's just, you, like I said, you can tell somebody's off screen just being like, what is he doing? Stop, stop. It's so funny, but that's just the way his, his brain is in the era of Hollywood it came from. But I think it's, it's it's you you know you factor all that in when you see that so it, it's right. still i just still felt like a weird like existential sink a little bit because it was like wow sean connery is dead he was a very good and bad he was a very powerful figure yeah you know what i thought was uh kind of interesting it's like uh kind of like christopher walken or whatever where they just put him in these roles and he's just sean connery right. in those roles like no matter what it is, he's just, like Sean, Sean Connery. Christopher Walken is Sean Connery. <laughs> I would I would love. To I'm see just thinking that. now. So all I can think no though different is different voice or anything. Yeah, just yeah. yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> the dragon in, in Dragonheart. <laughs> uh, I don't want to do. I already butchered a Sean Connery, so I don't want to try to do a, uh, a, a Christopher Walken. I have and I have probably have more confidence in my Sean Connery impression than Chris. Christopher Walken's hard. The timing's hard. Yeah, I agree. Oh, unless you just do that. I'm sure that wasn't Bill Cosby. That? Right. No, that sounded more like John Travolta, yeah, young John Travolta. Go, yeah. John Travolta yeah. impersonating. I can I can do some <laughs> some walking impressions, but it's gotta be like key key lines like pulp fiction. And then yeah. you wore this watch up his ass. Mm. I, I, I you know, and so then I did too. I wore this uncomfortable hunk of metal up my ass yeah. for five years. Mm. I, still, I loved it to his role in uh, Seven Psychopaths. Dude, still. Seven yeah, Psychopaths really is great. Good. Yeah, yeah. He is... Fuck, dude. Yeah, after that scene in the hospital and he goes down and he takes off his little... He's like, he's like, oh, it's a, Woody Harrelson's all like, that's a really beautiful, you know, ascot. scarf, the ascot. And he's yeah. like, yeah, it's from a bygone era. And he's like, I want you to have it and starts undoing it. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, and then he sees the big nasty yeah. scar on his neck. He was the Quaker. Oh, oh no spoilers. That's oh, yeah. a good fucking sorry. movie though. That movie's been out long enough. It has. It has. Yeah. But it's not like <laughs> when we had, when we had Aaron on last time and he hadn't seen like he, he didn't get on back on the Marvel. He didn't really, wasn't on the Marvel train. And I oh, told yeah. him about like, yeah. So the end of, you know, infinity war, you know, of course, I'm sure, you know, of course that, you know, and I say like, like, Pretty much everybody right. dies. Hyperbolic, I'm like everybody dies, but not really. Every, you know, it's more complicated than that. But right. they lose 
it's a great downer ending it is and he was like oh i didn't know that but everybody was on my side they were like dude it's been years that is like the biggest cultural thing yeah there's memes about it yeah like, so can, i am not a huge movie person you can spoil any movie for me if you yeah want. <laughs> yeah you're interesting like that you don't get there are some people that just do not care about spoilers it's interesting yeah I mean, I'll still watch the movie either way. Yeah, if it's... I'll still watch it too. But if it's a really amazing spoiler, well, that's the thing. I feel like if you can explain the spoiler to somebody, I don't, I feel like there's a difference. There's like a natural spoil, like there's like naturally what you kind of know on a subconscious level is probably right. going to happen, and then or you go, oh, that's a, a neat twist, but that still sounds interesting. And then there's like a key piece of information like bruce willis is a ghost the whole time that Whoa. literally recontextualizes Spoilers. the Whoa. entire movie i know from a movie <laughs> from over 20 years ago i don't i guess for me it's uh it's not that i mind if someone like spoils one thing about a movie because i don't really care about that i just think that opens to the door for people who continually talk about the movie after right. that or you know just explain the whole plot yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then at that point you go in and you're like oh this is what they were talking about mm-hmm. and it kind of takes a little bit of the fun out of it. but if it's like one big plot point or so i'm fine with it because you still got to see how they got there right yeah i was gonna say um with that I, I, there seems to be a big thing now where people are watching those videos where it's like explained everything explained about this yeah and i remember you know it's mostly horror movies it's like explained the creature from blah 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 and i'll watch a few of those every once in a while where i see it's like i know it's some b-grade horror movie that's probably not going to be worth my time unless it's an interesting concept like to talk about grabbers have you guys seen grabbers no that's a fun movie not enough people have seen grabbers it's a really fun movie fun horror comedy but um you know and i'll be like oh that's that's interesting but mostly i'll do it for movies i've already seen but that's literally where they're just explaining like the monsters in the mist which is a great yeah. horror movie great monster great movie, movie. I like yeah movie. um great great ending great yeah. super great ending um yeah. then uh but but he, he my boss was telling me the day that he watched the one for parasite and it was like everything oh. explained about parasite and i'm like you just well one parasite's not a horror movie it's a thriller basically and then two, there's nothing, just explaining it on paper does not do any of it. Like, it sounds so mundane. It's so, it's a brilliant movie. Yeah. I had to watch it a second time to really appreciate it. Have you seen it? No. Dude, it's crazy. It's a weird, it's a very strange movie. But I, very I was uh, initially um, kind of t- not sure about it because the thumbnail that they always put for that movie looks like it's some sort of like documentary or whatever so mm. but i uh yeah fi- after watching it it's not at all like that it's a really great great movie yeah it kind it's... Of, uh, surprised me a little honestly cause... yeah and it was one of those things where like i is it shot like a first person kind of thing no no it's i think it was literally just the marketing he thought it was a documentary uh, based okay. on the yeah. way the marketing looked but no it's um it's all it's all about the class divide and it's all about you know poverty like I love how, you know, and I'll tell you this kind of, because this is just kind of like the first arc of the movie, but I had no idea. Basically, this family, they, the the, the son gets, uh, it's this family that's like super poor. They like live in this like sub-basement apartment, which is a really important thing, I guess, in Korea. There's a lot of, if you look into the history of like Korea in, mm-hmm. in, the, in, that, in the last 20 or 30 years or whatever, and, and uh, you know, just kind of like looking at the, the class divide in America and how things right. have changed here. Um, it's fascinating. You'll pick up on little things in the movie that you'll realize are related to that. So there's some mm-hmm. political complexity to it. 
Um, but this family basically gets the, the the son gets a job tutoring for this rich girl because his friend and I love it because it's like his friend is a tutor and he's like from a decent family or whatever. And this kid's smart, but his family doesn't have enough money. He can't go to college or anything um, there because they're that they're just so poor. And uh, you mean it, middle class. Yeah. yeah. middle class. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, basically nice. he 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 using his sister is really smart. She can do um, like video, photo editing and stuff and stuff and won't, does hasn't gone to school though right. or anything for it. She's just like really smart. So she's a great grifter. They're all great grifters. And so basically, they make a fake, you know, like student ID and, and certificate saying that he's like a tutor or whatever. And he goes and starts tutoring this girl and just manages to grift his way through it. And then he gets his sister in there to pretend to be uh, an art teacher for her little brother who's like clearly just this really, um, you know, just like ADHD child who's just like running around and doing place, crazy yeah. shit. Yeah. And she's like, he's a, he's an artistic genius. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then, and then the dad gets in. So then they, and then they, they end up, they, they frame the, 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 the limo driver for the family. It's this wealthy, the, the, the dad of the family of the, the, this girl's is in this, this, this rich family. Right. He's like an architect and they have this beautiful house and stuff. So they get to go hang out at this house and tutor these people, you know, grift these people make good money get to eat their food and do all this shit and just serve them and then they they manage to get the um the limo driver or the car driver for the dad fired and get the dad from their family installed as the driver and then they manage to get the um the 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 like maid the the live-in nanny they get her fired too and get the mom in there to be here so this entire family is all playing apart basically they're all working as servants for this rich family and they're grifting them and that's after that after that there's some twists and turns some interesting stuff but it's just it's so fascinating that whole sequence of them doing all that is just so expertly put together i i was uh like i said i was surprised because one i mean it's uh i'm not i forget where uh that shot but I, it's not like you see, you know, A-list celebrities in it, you know, in America or whatever in this movie constantly. So, um, yeah, it kind of threw me off because I didn't know. I thought it might have been just like some indie film or whatever. Right. But yeah, no, it was pretty decent. Hmm. I'll have to check it out on my never watch any movies time. Do you, just, <laughs> do you watch shows? Or? Yeah, it's basically I don't have the attention span. Me and my wife are just like, uh, we kind of just fall asleep and or just drift away from it. You can you can always watch movies in separate parts. I do that a lot these days. It'll be like nine o'clock, and I'm like, I don't really want to watch a whole movie tonight. You know? Yeah, but once I, I commit, I can't do that. Yeah. I mean, if See, I commit, I, I'm there for it. You I can't. Know? You know, it depends on what it is. It okay. So I can do that if it's something I've seen before, or if Fair. it's something that isn't really that enthralling. But right. I'm enjoying it. But it's not like taking hold of me. You know. But. I think that also depends on if you you got to give it your undivided attention. I guess that's yeah. the hard part. Yeah, I like uh, any sort of like TV for kind of background noise. <laughs> oh, you do that, huh? Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. I've heard of a lot of people doing that these days. I fall I asleep can't do with that. the TV on. Yeah, see, I know a lot of people that do. What that. do you do? You have like a go-to for what you fall asleep yeah, to? Yeah, which or? is funny. Uh, the Office is one of them, and then I see that Futurama. I've really, yeah, I've watched that so many times. Mine is uh, Ancient Aliens. Dude, yeah. But the downside to that is I'm actually really interested <laughs> yeah, right, in all right, that right. stuff. 
And then you have crazy. I bet you have awesome dreams. I, I, what happens is I just end up watching like two or three episodes, and I realize they're forty-five minutes, you know, a piece. And then you start to grow your hair out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. By the way, Giorgio Suki. Yeah, yeah, my my lady loves ancient aliens, and I like I like ancient aliens to a certain amount. I feel like too much of it's sensationalized. That guy, I fucking hate that guy. We both hate that guy, George Sukul. Giorgio? Yeah. Yeah, because he's not a fucking expert on anything. Look him up. He's got like a fucking communications no. degree and he's like basically a video DJ. He's basically um, Eric Von Daniken's prodigy, apparently. And uh, Eric Von Daniken's that awesome he's dude the, who's yeah, like, he wrote Chariot of the Gods yeah, and okay. he actually uh, is the one that drew a yeah, lot of like, these connections that are like talked Polish. about in the show. It's not because he's not German. No, uh, he's like yeah, he's, like he's Polish, either Polish or yeah, something like that. But um, he the way he explains it, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. It's basically ancient aliens is based off of essentially the book that he wrote, and, right? You know, ancient astronaut theory, and then like Zachariah Stitchin is in there too. Like they, yeah, they do stuff on him. Yeah, and it's like it's all very fascinating to me. And there are, I think, a majority of it, I feel, I just go, oh, wow, that's a cool idea for a story. Mm -hmm. I like that. And then there are certain things, though, that they get to that I'm like, we have no explanation for this. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. you got me. You got me intrigued. I think sometimes I definitely uh, draw connections that aren't there. Yeah. Or blow things out well, of Well, that's why they say, did alien blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They I mean, have to do it like that. It's important to know uh, who to listen to in shows like that. Like, mm. there's a guy, uh, his name is Nick Pope. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he was actually uh, worked in, um, I forgot exactly what his role is, but he worked for the government in the defense. Like, he was, like, one of the top guys. And they show up, uh, just to give you an example, to this um supposedly underground military base that's just been posed as like oh this is actually just it security for you know this business right and uh nick pope he, they drive up it's him and giorgio and uh <laughs> yeah and he's like uh legally this is as far as i can drive you because of what i know about this place and whatnot and then um you know anything that he says he can back it up by actual like dates and um you believe him but yeah you definitely get the feeling that giorgio is just asking questions and just you know it's not like it, he's really i think it's more of a, like a philosophy thing he's there yeah. to try to drop bombs on you right <laughs> right I, well i think he's literally just become the mascot for the show right basically. he is yeah and i was like what if because i don't know if you guys know this but after area area you know the area 51 shit and all that the the, the government raid the, well, the, the no, no. I mean, like oh, the, original the original thing. Yeah, um, okay. the, the the government basically propped up and 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 tried to disseminate the most cr the craziest, like most far fetched theories over what was more likely to have happened. Like when, like there were journalists that right. that inter that looked into a bunch of shit and wrote books on how there's the chance that Area Fifty One they're testing experimental aircraft, which is technology that we're not aware of that like. Maybe, you know, could be from a UFO, you know, could be extraterrestrial, I don't know, whatever, or it could just be very crazy hyper advanced. And that's like pretty important news. Right. But they went, oh, these guys think that a fucking UFO crashed and we got bodies of aliens in there. Let's prop that, that up because that sounds more fantastical. But there's still probably like shit went down there oh yeah but yeah. i feel like what yeah what if Stukalos though is the is the is the plant by the government on ancient aliens right. like we got to make somebody somebody's got to be really stupid looking to like to like make people 
more skeptical. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I, I the rest his, of it's true. All of it's true. I love Just his energy about it, but literally everything with him is aliens. Like yeah, yeah. It, it's got. I would alien. like there to be more evidence, you know, of aliens and whatnot existing uh, in ancient times, but I, not everything is aliens. Like not everything. Right. Some of it. I love the ones that they say like, uh, white people looks at the greatest achievements of the ancient world and they're like no nah, there's no way that black people could have made that and they're aliens. like aliens <laughs> aliens no there's no way the structure's a little too tall aliens yeah i mean the only thing uh some of the rock like actual carvings and stuff yes. like that that stuff blows my yeah, mind yeah that's the stuff i was that's talking the about stuff yeah. I, and see that's why uh von daniken is one of those guys where you can actually listen to him talk about that because that's what he studied right he went and you know, that's cool. At these drawings. So, would you say that he doesn't make much speculation? What he did is essentially, well, I mean, there is, you know, in that field, I think there is some. There has to be, yeah. right, you know? right. But he's not, he's not like make drawing far. He's just like, here's the data. Yeah, this is what, what I found. exactly. And he's that's like, to want. me, this is what makes most sense. He's like, uh, obviously, we have these drawings and we have these like uh, sculptures built, and it's like, to us, they look like they could be some sort of aircraft. Why would they be making these unless they either A, had technology that we just, you know, didn't think they would have, or B, they saw it and they're mimicking it. And so what he does is, yeah, he goes to all these sites and um, that's why he wrote Chariot of the Gods, because uh, the way that ancient texts and drawings would refer to these flying uh, serpents or shields yeah, or whatever. Burbs. Yeah. Burbs. Mm -hmm. Burbs of the Gods. Yeah. Burbs. Birds of the Gods. I don't um, think this is going to work. That it's just a book title. Yeah. Um. You think we can take a break real quick? Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's right, take that. a safe break. I'm really liking this. Uh. This what we're talking about though. We'll start right now. See, I yeah we and we talked about this last time briefly on my last podcast with um with uh Travis and uh and Bays our friend Bays um that I I I hadn't actually seen the original Borat until recently. I finally watched it. I watched Bruno for some reason, and I really thought Bruno was hilarious. Um, and, and, and the best things about Borat and Bruno are the, probably the, the things that are the hardest to advertise for. Like everyone, when they think of Borat, they think of him in that fucking like slingshot bikini right. or they think of like the bear in the ice cream truck and all this crazy shit. But really the, the, br the brilliance with Borat and Bruno and these characters that he plays in a show who is America where they, because you're from Arizona, Jeremy. Yeah, they go to my hometown in Kingman. Oh, is it actually your hometown? Yeah, that's my thought, hometown. Oh, I thought it was just no, like No, dude, that's so it. funny, man. Like, oh, my God. The thing is, though, I got to, um, because it actually the ad that they put out on Craigslist, it was like, hey, we just need people to come to this. Yeah. And we'll pay you like 50 bucks or something like that. <laughs> so obviously, like the people that came to that were the people that lived in like the slums of that town. Yeah, that's yeah. a smart way of getting marketing for i mean because think about it that sh that is basically about having ridiculous people on there and just kind of yeah. messing with them or trolling them so you just like how do you buy get 50 ridiculous bucks people? free on craigslist yeah. we're gonna remove this um i think it was the smith like uh kind of like the albertsons or whatever and uh we're gonna remove this and put a giant mosque have you seen that, Travis? <laughs> uh, I haven't seen out. that. No, I, yeah, most he, I've seen is just snippets. He's dressed up like the ultimate like NPR dude with like mm -hmm. the little tiny ponytail, and he's got like Birkenstocks on and stuff. And mm -hmm. he's like, "We're going to put in the largest mosque ever, mm -hmm. you know, state of the art." And everybody's like, "What?" Mm -hmm. And then what was it like? Somebody, One what did guy. they say about black people? Yeah. Some guy says on there. Dude, that town is so racist. Um, <sighs> but uh, so they said like we're. 
I think it was we're just letting black people do stuff. Or yeah, yeah, we like we that. we just let them live here. We don't enjoy it or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that was actually directed towards like Muslims and stuff, though. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, like, there is actually a mosque in that town already. <laughs> the The people don't like understand. It's like right there on uh, the main street too. Like, just right there in front of everyone. No one really knows. Apparently, <sighs> that's so fucking sad, but funny. But anyway, that's the best stuff when Sasha Baron Cohen does his characters. And in Borat 2, I felt like it was... One, I felt like the jokes were just... They were too obvious. Like, I hate Trump as much as the next guy. But the jokes just were too... We've been hearing these same fucking jokes for four years from a lot of different people. That's why I stopped watching Late Night with Stephen Colbert. Like, I love Stephen Colbert. And the Colbert Report is, I think, one of the funniest Mm -hmm. satirical comedy political things ever. And and the but the late show just turned into just nothing but Trump jokes. Everything yeah. was Trump jokes, and it's like yes, continue to lampoon him. But at, at one point, at some point for the audience, it just gets boring. And I feel like Borat two maybe should have been made like two years ago, you yeah. know, in the middle of this presidency, not right at the end. And it feels mm-hmm. like they're it almost feels like they were trying to like weaponize Borat, like what what the Simpsons have been doing lately, where the Marge Simpson come out and be like, somebody said that Kamala Harris sounds like me. I don't think. And yeah. it's like now it's like the one of the Simpsons just become into like Democrat Democratic Party propaganda. It's like it's huh. so weird. It's like you guys used to be so subversive and you would lampoon everybody, and now right. you're just like like I know you. It's important. It's important that I'm. I think it's very important that Trump loses for me personally. But I don't know what's going to happen. I I don't like Joe Biden really, right. and I don't like the Democratic Party, and I don't like the DNC. Like the more we look into it, the more we realize it's not. Once again, it's not necessarily left versus right. It's the fucking upper class and the rest of us. Yeah. And they just want to manipulate us on whatever social views to, where... Yeah, put us against each other. Yeah, basically, to pit us against each other order. so we can't rise up and eat the rich. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. Um, they're, they're I don't think I should anyway. comment on anything like political because you might lose people listening. <laughs> Why? This. I'm just like, I don't agree with either side. Yeah. And no, no, no. Either. Yeah, we we don't either. That's I, what we're saying. I personally yeah, think that we should not really have this. This is like half our podcast system. is talking about this, dude, honestly. Mm-hmm. We just talk about like we're like like talking about being a left-wing person who wants to own guns <clears throat> and like how it's weird that that became an, a left-right thing and it's bullshit. Right, yeah. And that like you know the, the thing too is like all these people freaking out about like the defund the police and whatnot yeah. and uh they're like they're like, the first person you're going to call is the police when you get in trouble and da-da-da. Like, what are we going to do when we have someone breaking our house? Like, I thought that's why you wanted guns. Yeah, isn't that... Didn't you talk to her? <laughs> right. And also, like, Brianna, Brianna Taylor, isn't that... <laughs> the police were in her house and murdered her. Yeah, yeah that's terrible. So who are you going to call? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not the Ghostbusters. Well, yeah... <laughs> Well, maybe if her spirit. Uh, 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 Can we just ooh, like cut Chris's ooh, mic? Yeah. Good. Just the rest of the show. Anyway, no. Hey, dude, you I, said the Ghostbusters joke. I, I just it, went. I mean, with it, it was pretty funny. But um, so I have like kind of an idealistic Marxist view on things. Yeah. Oh to where, yeah, I know exactly. Oh boy. The funny thing though, too, is like that became this um this word that people like to throw around that they have no clue what it Marxism? means. Marxism? Yeah. Can you explain it? Because I've never 100% understood Marxism. So it's basically like I do a favor for you and you return that favor with like food. Oh. Or something like that. So like and handies for food? Yeah, exactly. So Handies for food? I'm running on the so, platform of handies for food, everybody. So, like the thing is too is like it's a return for service and no one is paid like unequally. 
But that's, I mean, unfortunately, that's just not the way that it works out, you know, and there's always going to be someone that wants that power and or money. Mm -hmm. And but realistically, there's not supposed to be any money and everyone just gets along. Yeah, like a barter economy, a trade economy. Yeah, yeah, I think the hard thing with that is I think there's just too many people to really make that work now. It's but it's a noble it's a noble thing to aspire to. And you in in using utilizing, um, you know, kind of the redistributing the, the wealth can actually kind of help us get towards that right. you know you want that that star trek right. utopia where we don't you know we don't care about material things and goods and we don't need money you know we, we all want to we all want to just better ourselves as individuals yeah. and and help humanity and stuff unfortunately we are human <laughs> yeah and we human. have a tendency to assign you know value to whatever you know so even if there was like let's say there was no money and we bartered, I think it would still come down to I think our currency would just change essentially. Yeah, the so I mean there would be some sociopath that will like I'm the leader now. <laughs> I have all the chickens. Yeah. <laughs> I like, just remember the the fucking Rick and Morty on the Purge planet when they come at the end. <laughs> oh and he's God. like, what if we had somebody who uh you know would 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 made made bread and and yeah. then we trade that and he's like well who's gonna watch your kids yeah. and it's like I'll watch your kids for you and for, for exchange bread. for more f- bread and in exchange for more food yeah, yeah. and it's just like they just immediately just start like murdering each other because of inequity they're yeah. just like ah the guy who makes the bread is wondering how he's like gonna get paid well then, like, it's wait. the the thing about it too is like. I don't open a door for someone to get something in return. Right. You do it because you're nice. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I'm going to try to take that inconvenience away from you just mm-hmm. slightly. And that's kind of like the idealist. The idea of that situation is like you would hope people would return a shopping cart to the cart return. <laughs> oh, I the cart return thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and in me, I, I used to be a cart clerk. And like same, yeah. And I so courtesy, whenever I I, I usually I will okay. go out of my way to re- to put carts away that people left. You know, same. if yeah. there's like one cart that's like across, you know, where I am, and it's far away from the cart return, I'll I'll fucking take it back. Yeah, but it's it's not because there's a reward to it. I mean, it, yeah. unless you count, you know, the feeling of you're not inconveniencing somebody else as a reward. You're not a piece of yeah. garbage, right? What's, what's <laughs> yeah. funny is that immediately made me think of um, you know, Stephen Miller. In the White House, the guy who's basically responsible for most of the the border, po- our, our immigration policies right uh, now, and the kids in K- and yeah. like the fact that we, what is it like five hundred and ninety three parents that haven't been re- you know reunited with their children? Yeah, or so like, I guess they separated the parents from the children, like which is insane, well, long time ago, yeah, well, or whatever, and they did that to be a deterrent, apparently. For people uh, immigrating, but I guess they didn't think it through enough, and now because it happened so long ago, they're like, "Oh, we don't have track of where all these people yeah. are." And so now we literally do. we have kids that it's are insane. separated from. I want to know why that was ever uh, an option in the first place. Yeah. Like we well, can't just take them back to their country. It's and crazy. Like, well, and it's like, and it also we not to mention the fact that we are the ones responsible for most of the destabilization in this in South America that's pushing people yeah. up through Central America to try to come in here. Like we're the ones who fucking started this shit. Yeah. Because of all the meddling and the proxy shit and the contras mm-hmm. and everything for the last however many fucking years because of our interventionist politics. It's crazy. And now we're like, no, fuck off. Go back to the shithole that we made for yeah. you. Like the, the 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 wasteland that we created for you. Where you're all getting fucking murdered by cartel members. It's gotten to the point where uh, cartel members will kidnap people and ransom them. And then they will give them a code word so that, like, after they get back into, you know, they're released, 
they if they pick them up again, they can say the code word and they're like, oh, we already got a ransom from you. Okay, you will just put you back. <laughs> because it's just like it's wow. become an economy for them. It's crazy because of what we've done. Like it's that organized now. And then, you know, I really appreciate that the last week tonight with John Oliver, do you guys watch that? or I, I, I really like his stuff. And I like that he out went out of his way to be like, we're not going to talk about fucking Trump every week. We right. don't need to do that. And they've talked about Trump and key things where it was important. But this the other day, their, their, their main story was on all this immigration stuff and that. And, and, he, and at the end, he was like, I have tons. We have tons of problem with Joe Biden. Joe Biden's not perfect. Right. Like, and they're like, but like, we got to get Trump out of here because this shit is crazy. And I just really appreciated that he was like, yeah, I have problems with Joe Biden, guys, because that's how I feel. And that's how all my friends that are voting for Biden, we they all feel that way. It's yeah, like, yeah, we don't really have it's, either choices. Like I said, it's it's it's, you know, and if you want to vote third party, you know, by all means, do it. Please don't do it yeah. if it's a battleground state. Well, I, yeah. I do <laughs> want to say I kind of want to interject and say I am glad, though, that people are um, paying attention to all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I will say one pause. I'm not a big fan of Trump either, yeah. but I, do, I will say one positive I, I can bring out of it is since he's been office in an uh, in office. Sorry. Yeah. I've heard way more people talk about politics and start to actually look into these issues. Um, really, though, are you really hearing people talk about the actual topics on the on, on the? Well, there's some people. I w- I, I agree can with speak you're for saying. my personal right. circle because right. I do have family members and stuff who who are supporters of Trump, and I you know it is it's not an easy conversation to have. Yeah, no, but um, we are on both sides realizing that hey, if we want to. Um, I guess, sway people or, you know, mm-hmm. we do have to have these conversations. Yeah. Right. I think a lot more people are more open to, to, to talking. Like, I feel like if you get a Trump supporter and some left wing person in the same room, I feel like you can, you can find out that you actually agree on a lot of things, yeah. especially if they it's were just getting a fan of his populist me- message, <laughs> right. you know? I mean, I still, I personally feel like if you're still a Trump supporter, I, do, I just can't at this point, I don't find you redeemable if, at this point. I'm sorry. Like it's, it's hard for me. You know, I but I know I know people that voted for me originally, and I'm I totally understand why they did it. You know, it's just for me. I was personally felt like he was dis- he should have been for it, it, for disqualified for when he when he mocked that physically disabled reporter and a bunch of other shit that he did on the campaign trail. And then of course the 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 you know what's funny is the liberal media, the big the big obviously all the big news organizations have a slight left leaning. But I mean, only have left as far as their Democratic Party like shills, basically. So that's a centrist. Mm-hmm. They're centrist. That's the thing that we've all been discovering too: is that the, the Democratic Party isn't really left wing. It's not left wing politics. It's centrist because it's all about the economy. At the end of the day, it they will is, be yeah. as socially left wing as they can, as long as it doesn't affect their bottom line. Um, but it's like, fuck, I forgot where I was going with that. Damn it. <laughs> Um, the train comes to a stop. The train a, comes to a stop. I mean, on a different note, like with everyone, you're right. Yeah, a lot of people are talking more about politics and whatnot. But the thing is, too, is like it's just blind, blind faith that what they're seeing is 100 percent true. Right. That and, is the issue. Nobody's mm-hmm. researching. 100. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have. To, and it's happening on both sides. It I'd is. say it's oh, happening it a little is. more it on is. the right. Yeah. Like I don't. Um, it's hard. Like I don't like to interfere with people's like thoughts or anything like that because i mean you're welcome to your own 
perception and Which what you believe I agree. in. Yeah, yeah. I totally but agree. sometimes it's just like, dude, come on. Like, <laughs> I, well, I think it stems from uh, how much you care about that person too. Because if a complete stranger tells me all this, I'm not going to feel as inclined. Yeah, I'm just going to be like, oh, know, okay, man. Someone I know, right? And I think that's where a lot of this tension is coming from too. Is it's we have family who are on opposite sides, and each side is blowing it out of proportion and drawing like conclusions right. on their own and it's just it's yeah. becoming the internet kind of a huge just argument a terrible thing to yeah the internet has has compounded a there lot of a lot of echo social chambers media. there yeah. was um one thing with like the uh the antifa.com thing that led you to joe biden's website <laughs> yeah, 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 and then there yeah. was like leaderantifa.com that led you to donald trump's website and so, like, people are posting, like, Antifa.com, look where it takes you, da, da, da. And it's like, dude, you know how easy it is to reroute an HTML segment <laughs> to a different page? Right. Like, I remember you telling me that. That's yeah. brilliant. I, that's just crazy. It's like well, the same I, people who 100% trust Wikipedia. Yeah. I, well, and it's, if you look on Facebook and shit, it's in Twitter, it's so easy to spot troll accounts, too. Yeah. These people are crazy. People just have a confirmation bias. Like, I saw it was... I can't remember what the random news story was, probably from some like, like, I think I, I follow NPR, so it might have been them or something, but right. somebody commented like, Trump is going to be great and you need to, if you, if you value anything, you should vote for Trump and blah, 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 mm-hmm. just this like blanket statement. And then a bunch of people are commenting and be like, really, dude? And like, eh, fuck you. And then a few are like, yeah, man, awesome. But it's mostly like, obviously liberal people are mostly going to com- comment on an NPR story. Right. Um, and, and then you look, you look at his profile and it's like, He's some guy. It says he's like in finance or so. It's all like or like real estate. It's all very general, and it's just like his background picture is like a Ferrari, and then right, like his yeah. picture is him with some hot chick, and then he has two friends, and it's two women that look like fucking Russian models. Heck yeah! And then and then almost every post he posts is just liked by those two women every time he posts mm-hmm. something, some blanket pro Trump thing, and then it has those two likes pro trump thing and those two lights and you can just watch it and you're like oh clearly this is all just a troll account yeah, american dream. and you're getting people to engage right. with you because they're not or like there's that weird push these days where they're trying to they're trying to equate because they're it's a scare tactic they're trying to equate homosexuality and and um and transsexuality to pedof- pedophilia so you see like this, this which is ridiculous yeah well you saw like a friend of mine posted something not too long ago shared something was like this piece of shit blah 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 and it was like this, I'm a trans, you know, person, I'm non-binary, and I'm, uh, and, and I live in San Francisco, and I think I should be able to have sex with eight-year-olds. And then Whoa. you look at the Twitter, the Twitter profile, and it's clearly a troll. This person doesn't exist. And yeah. then, and you can see, there's little, there's little things in there to let you know, like, there was one, like, three down, like, the whole thing is, is the whole profile is, I've just read through a few of the tweets, is, like, geared towards the idea that this is, like, some super woke, super far left-wing um but also somehow a pedophile and all this and then you you so everything's like left wing or pedophilia basically and then you see like this one thing where it's like i let a black man go ahead of me at the at the at the 711 the other day i was surprised when he didn't get watermelon and fried chicken like oh my a, God. yeah threw in a really ridiculously racist joke and i'm like oh there you go that's how i know it's not a real person this right. is a troll account and they're waiting for people to notice that right yeah and it's like but people just look at the things have you uh, seen fucking eyeballs. Uh, what we do in the shadows? Fucking what we do in the shadows is the shit. So uh, those people are energy vampires. The energy vampires, totally yeah. Are. Colin, yeah. Ro- Colin Robinson. Mm-hmm. You should have. Yeah, no. you haven't seen nope. it, dude. That's a very funny show. The movie's good too, but yeah, you, do you have Hulu? Yeah, 
Yeah, go it's look it up there. on FX. It's, FX. it's a vampire mockumentary oh, yeah. okay. made by Taika my, Waititi. Yeah, my wife is definitely into that. It's so yeah. funny, it dude. Yeah, Colin Robinson, the energy vampire, where he's got like six laptops and he's yeah. trolling six people. He's at literally the same trolling, time. and then the other guy who is trolling with him is a literal. Sorry, spoiler is a literal troll. Yeah, <laughs> a literal troll. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, spoilers. back to uh, what we were speaking about. I just want to say the issue is, is we have so many op- um, resources that put out these, you know, false news or whatever. But yeah. there's not a, there's not really a ton of uh, options to fact check. You know, you don't really know what's right and what's wrong. And the thing is, is not a lot of people want to dig through like five mm-hmm. different websites or, yeah. you know, so generally speaking, issue. Associated Press is always good. I yeah. have the Associated Press app and I check it every once in a while. It's not as like you know, I'll scroll through Google News to check on stuff, but there's no there's no political news on there that I take like a hundred percent like I like to go to both sides. Like yeah. a re- Republican and Democrat. Like, yeah, no, it is good to do that. And, like, yeah. and just check both sides. And yeah. like, even most of them will say like, yeah, this kind of happened, but he didn't mean it like that. Right. Or, it's more objective. Yeah. Well, and then uh, well, a show that I really like to watch, the only news show I watch because news shows are hard because then it gets into your brain. It's like you you have the auditory and the visual component yeah. and it's mm. it, there's something how it burns into your brain better so indoctrination i think is much easier to do in 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 film versus like print where you're just reading an article um but the uh the hill um they have this show called the rising with uh crystal ball and um oh sagar sagar i can't remember sagar's last name but anyway she's a pretty far left um she's pretty far left she's like a bernie supporter and she's like you know all that and then he is uh like a center right conservative and they both are super like pro populist and anti corporate. That's the only bias they have is they're anti corporate. So they don't get along with the DNC or the RNC and they balance each other really well. And it's a really good show. I like to get a lot of they I feel like they really tell it like it is overall and they don't they don't have you know, it's an only an online show. It's not on they call out MSNBC and CNN and just as much as they do Fox News. Like it's really cool. Hmm. So but I, I I highly recommend them, and like I said, the Associated Press is good too if you want a neutral thing. Right. I, yeah, I've just during everything, I try to stay away from any news. Mm. My I, life is already depressing yeah. enough. I think that is yeah, that's another issue too. Is people uh, aren't taking breaks from social media and all this mm-hmm. stuff, and it is kind of like a slow poison. You know, it makes you angry. Like I used to always listen to talk radio on the way to work, and uh, it gets really political, and so it kind of. It can upset you or, you know, make your day. But most of the time, you know, they're talking about the opposite side. And with mm-hmm. the extremes we've gone to, it really, you know, can rile you up in the morning and it takes a toll on you. It really right. affects the way you interact with other people. And so I think it's it's kind of nicer to take a break from that, um, you know, and just get out there and talk to those around you instead of, you know, relying on these extreme views of one side or the other. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, you know, once again, I just think, I think talking to people like on an even playing field and not talking down to people really helps you know I you're agree, not gonna yeah. you're not gonna you're never gonna convince anybody to think differently if you're calling them a fucking idiot right. yeah you know not at all not at all you know you got you gotta respect people and, and hopefully they respect you and it, and it can be hard you know you have to it can be hard to have patience with people especially when they're spouting off fucking vitriol that's like really like you think you but a lot of people you know you can be like do you really believe that do you think about what that is and then you know 
And he's like, I know you're smarter than that, mm-hmm. you know? And they, you know, then maybe they'll open up to you. So. Or they'll just punch you in the face. Or yeah, dude. like, yeah. Leave a dead horse in your. Yeah. Just the head. whole he- horse, not just the head, just not the whole, Godfather. No, uh, a headless horse. A headless horse. <laughs> Ooh, just the body. Ooh. <laughs> they, well, you know, that makes sense. If you're going to, if you're going to cut a horse head off and stick it in somebody's bed as a, as a threat, you, what are you going to do with the rest of the horse body? You just you might as well leave that body. Maybe I, they I, cut all the legs off and they put like they they fucked I, with all of his friends too, and they just woke up and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" They're like, "Why is there a horse leg in my bed?" It wouldn't be as creepy. You just it wouldn't be as scary. You'd just be like, "The the fuck?" Right. It's like it's not a face looking at you. You just keep the head for yourself and then uh, get rid of the remains there. That is, I will say, it took me forever to watch Godfather. I still haven't seen The Godfather. I've it seen bits and pieces amazing. of it. Yeah, that's what I've heard. It is really good. It's For me, why I like it so much is because it really does. It feels like a film, you know? Right. It's like, feels like a classic movie it's when you watch it. the filmiest film. And they, uh, it's not, I don't think it's so much that they take time for things to happen because it's not like they do, you know, sometimes things just happen, mm. but they still tell this like really good story of what's going on between these different families, you know? Right. Yeah. It's a kind of classic tragedy, you know, like you could, you could explain, you could compare it to like a Shakespearean type of thing. It's just that it's, yeah. it's an archetypal. It's, it's on a subconscious level, really. One, I think that's another, as far as I know, that's, that was kind of like the, the citizen Kane of its day. It was like, it set, it pushed movies forward. Like this is what we can do with movies. Now this is an epic and, from what I understand, the book was never the book that it's based on was never really that popular. But I they, did he, not read the yeah, book. Yeah, Francis Ford Coppola took the book and was like, and he made it. So the movie has a million times more longevity than the book, really. So at least in our current society, as far as I know, you should definitely watch it. Though I do think it's something that you would enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I know. I need to. I, I should. I need. I just don't tend to watch movies anymore unless it's with other people. I don't like watching movies by myself very much because I feel like I could just be doing something more important, like working on myself. Fair. But but watch, watching a movie with a person is a social thing. That's one of the th- best things about movies. Like, yeah. I prefer... Oh, the movies. Every every medium has its own, its own... Yeah. Its own advantage, you know, and, and, and I love I love books. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of audio books, and mm-hmm. I love it. I've been trying to read more comic books. Um, So, and, and, you know, I got into reading books themselves a lot more in the last few years which has been really i found it very enriching um but yeah with a movie it, it may not require require as much active persis- participation and you may not right. be flexing your 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 mental muscles as much but like i said the social aspect is just so great yeah i mean i don't when i really get into a movie though i don't really want to like talk about it with my friends and or anyone like like afterwards as, no as it's yeah. Like going yeah oh, I, I don't i a little bit i'll do it but right. i would rather yeah i don't want to bother people so it's usually like if it's a movie that everybody else is i remember when i watched get out and i could just talk as much because i hadn't seen it and everybody else had seen it and they were cool with it and i was just like well and like i was just so blown away by it it was such a great experience maybe i was annoying everybody and nobody told me they're like chris shut the fuck up <laughs> nobody cares what you think is poignant right because <laughs> i said something was poignant and they were like what the fuck does poignant mean they're like just watch the movie yeah it is about that experience you share though and then yeah. being able mm-hmm. to you know relive it by talking about it later so yeah when i showed i showed other travis the other day yeah other <laughs> i tried sevart um akira because i had rewatched akira recently and hadn't seen it in like 10 years and did we go to a movie together all three of us maybe 
Din wasn't no. Star Wars. Me and Chris went. I know for sure. No, but no. I didn't go. We didn't go to a Star Wars. I know yeah, that. We did. We've Which gone one? Out. The, the Force uh, Awakens? No, it wasn't The Force Awakens. I only saw The Force Awakens once. It was uh, um, my dad. I think it was like the newest Disney one where everyone died at the end. You're talking about Last Jedi? We went and saw The Last Jedi together? The Last Jedi was or are you talking about? I loved The Last Jedi. I, know, I can never remember the name. That's the one that that a lot of the fans... I have, <laughs> I, a, friend, yeah. I have a friend who's a hardcore like Star Wars fan who loves like all of it, all the expanded universe oh, and all yeah. that shit, and he hated it, and I totally understand why he hated it, but... We can fucking argue about Star Wars to each their own until the cows come home. And I, I'm just, I'm done arguing about Star Wars. Right. We can just all agree that the Mandalorian's good. And yeah. The Malan- yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, hear about how they filmed that with the with the the live? Yeah, it's it's yeah. like a rear projection. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Instead of using green screens, they have giant so the actors, around yeah. screens. Basically, they can huh. actually see what the environment's supposed to look like uh, around. Yeah. Them. A lot and of then, the stuff of the Mandalorian. That's how they did it. I think that's, and then they're using a lot more uh, practical effects for like costumes and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, little that's, things here and there. That's been a, just a big fo- push. A big in force. general, yeah, yeah. For, since 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 they they since uh, Lucas sold sold Star Wars, Disney was always like, we got to do practical stuff because people didn't like all the CGI. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of practical effects. Oh, yeah, I think it everybody just, is. It looks better. The uh, actors can react to it a lot better. Yeah, so. sort of thing. It'd be way better acting it, if you actually knew what was going have on. Have you seen? Have you time. watched any of the Mandalorian? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a good show. Oh, it's so great. Um, we actually are going to my wife's parents' house tonight to do like a family watch. We're going to do every weekend. Or oh, nice, so, yeah. dude. That's yeah, awesome. I think yeah. even if if you knew nothing about Star Wars, I think you could still oh, watch yeah, the Mandalorian so and it be good. Yeah. yeah. My, my lady hates. She she fucking doesn't. She just can't stand. Like she doesn't care about Star Wars. She's like, I've never watched it. I don't fucking care. And I'm like, and I always say, you know, it's fine. You've watched a lot of things growing up that were and a continue, you know, uh, had the essence of Star Wars in it. Star Wars is very simple. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I an like epic. I like Star Wars. All right. But I, you know, going back and watching because after The Last Jedi and I really enjoyed that, I went back and rewatched the original trilogy movies and I was like, they're OK. They're yeah. pretty good. Mm-hmm. But that, like when I was a kid, they were amazed. Yeah. It was the time that they came Fuck. out, you especially know. Empire and Return of the Jedi. I loved as a kid. I never was crazy about the first Star Wars, the the the, the, the A New Hope. Oh, but yeah. it because it's just so simple. But Empire with that that downer end, life is a series of downer endings, my friend. You know, it, I mean, that, yeah. and, and Return of the Jedi. <laughs> and when I was a kid, I, I have this theory that like because you know how you know how you perceive time differently yeah. as a child right. and as an adult because of the fraction of it is of your life. Um, as a kid, that that fight scene at the end of Empire and Return of the Jedi, both of those lightsaber fights went on forever. Yeah. And as an adult, mm-hmm. it was just like. And then talk, 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 talk. Now we're over here. Talk, 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 talk. Ooh, something dramatic happens. Music swells. Talk, 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 talk. Like that was it. Um, and it was like it was like five minutes, like less than five minutes. And uh, I, I feel like it, it's it's just funny. I feel like um, one of the advantages to uh, certain uh, to making noise, as we said on that show before, that's our euphemism, because you can't you can't do noise in uh, my, Travis made the most obvious. I was trying to be all coy with saying making noise, and he made it most obvious. Just to like clearly, we're talking about uh, smoking. You know, and you can't. He's like, mm-hmm. you can't make noise in Boise, in Idaho. Oh, you can, you can in Oregon, and Washington. I'm like, thanks, man. You <laughs> yeah. just made it so obvious. But okay, let's just go with it. Making noise. But if you make noise and you get into that headspace, your your perception of time changes, and yes, those fights do seem like mm-hmm. they're as long as when you were a kid. Right. It, it 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 definitely. It's it's more fun. It's more enjoyable. Right, makes so, an hour to slow like it down. Three. Yeah. So, well, and make an hour so feel like three. That's when you that's when you take the ones that you eat. 
that's when you take the, that's when you get that maximum time dilation and you're just like holy fuck five minutes feels like 20 we don't do drugs here disclaimer we don't yeah. do drugs we are i don't know what drugs are straight edges here we are straight yeah. edges fucking straight edge i am i i'm surprised that idaho is not making noise yeah yeah uh, just from the economical standpoint yeah hopefully they start doing it soon well i mean they got to realize how many the amount of people that are going over the cross the border to oregon and washington like and all these like that are that are from idaho that are getting that right. stuff to getting it getting you know we're not talking about doing it ourselves so i'm gonna say it marijuana whoa what the fuck is that sound oh sorry it's a crock pot i oh. wonder if they can hear that the crock pot's doing a thing we thought someone was breaking in. Yeah, yeah. that sounded crazy. It was the aliens. <laughs> Where's George? I can't even remember what we were just talking we about. We were talking now. about, um, <laughs> yeah, the, the crockpot sound um, freaked me out. Yeah, no, I don't get why they, people wouldn't legalize weed like in general because like I know it's supposed to be this bad thing. At least medically. But like it provides so much money there's for a lot schools, of yeah roads like everything and on a personal level as long as you don't get and you can get addicted to it it can be hard some you can there's a very very you can get addicted, you can get addicted. yeah you, exactly there's a very small chance that you would get chemically addicted to it right. but when it comes to anything that, that affects your psychology so it's like yeah anybody who says that that's not a thing is or that we that weed's not a drug is they're full of shit. It's like no, it is a drug. Right, it needs to be given respect and used. You know, well, I mean, properly. Literally, I mean, any everything and anything is a chemical addiction though. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, like, like food, coffee or, that's true. Yeah, food. Yeah, you, yeah if you um, break it down, even yeah. thinking about it, you can either way. You won't serotonin in your brain. Yeah, you like, won't get physical withdrawal symptoms yeah, exactly, though. From yeah. right, most people won't. I've heard of it happening, but I don't think most people do. Right, but yeah, you can. It's whatever you whatever you crave, and it's like. I don't know. What were, you, what were you gonna say, Travis? No, I was just I was agreeing with uh, you know Jeremy about how it is. Um, you can get addicted. To anything mm, it comes yeah. down to your personality and your your mentality about it. Like we have people who uh, get a coffee every single day, mm-hmm. yeah. even if that's like five, you know, to eight bucks, depending on where they're going. Yeah, that's a crazy thing. That's that's another one of those things we're talking about politics and left and right. And we're talking about like political nuance. That's another thing that's a little more nuanced. It's like when they said, oh, you know, if you didn't buy Starbucks every day you'd have more money you know yeah. kind of thing and it's like and it's like that's not the problem obviously the whole system is the fucking problem right. of inequality at the same time though i'm a frugal person and, and yeah if you do spend eight dollars a day on coffee you're, you're not you're not you spending your money that wisely if you no, think about no. it get a fucking coffee maker mm-hmm. right make that make starbucks your treat okay you can still live within your means and and still want to dismantle if you're really, this fucking system of inequality. If you're really into coffee that much, nothing's better than waking up with the coffee already made. Oh, I see that's <laughs> and I see and I do the espresso machine and that's one thing I wish I had was yeah. I wish I had I I almost went to a drip coffee maker not that's too long ago because I wanted one the best that's, thing that's ever happened. But I just I just can't. <laughs> I love my espresso, dude. Yeah, there's a the, now they have like Amazon Alexa um, coffee machines to where you can wake <laughs> oh up and gosh. be like Alexa make coffee. Alexa, <laughs> I want and that just so I can feel exactly. like I have an assistant yeah, to make exactly. coffee. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't yeah. need it, and I already have like a programmable. Then you fall uh, in love with it. But yeah, you know what we really need Alexa for? Folding laundry. 
Like, just yeah. put all your laundry in a machine and tell Alexa to fold it, and then, like, She's like everyone okay. will be happier. And then she, like, <laughs> eats all, you have to do it, like, a specific way, or else she, like, folds all your fucking shirts into pants or something. Yeah. <laughs> Pull it out, and it's all, like, folded really, it's, like, folded and pressed, and, like, she puts starch in it, too, so it's just, like, you, like, pull your pants out of the closet in the shape of a shirt, and you're like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> Damn it, Alexa. I love the, um, have you guys seen the thing where they have Siri say the name, and it's, like, Siri, call me H A A A H A A A A A A A H A A A A H H H. Like, have you seen that? And they just go on for like a minute and a half, and then she starts. She's like, "Okay, you want me to call you?" She just like starts moaning. It is so funny, dude. I'll have to show it to you. It is hilarious. It takes the videos all take too long because they spend too much time doing all the letters. But the payoff is. I just skip ahead. The payoff though is so funny, so funny. We get, yeah, we get these uh, smart devices, and what do we use them for? That stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, just like on. Hey, man, South Park predicted it when they, had they the did. Kids, they get the, the Amazon kettles, and they're like, and they're like Amazon or Alexa, say booger booger balls or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm looking up booger balls for you, and they're all just laughing because, mm-hmm. of course, that's what that you want to do. Alley full of them, and oh my gosh, yeah, add a bag of dicks to my shopping list. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, adding a bag of bag of dicks. Yeah. I did that to my parents. It was pretty funny. Oh my. <laughs> How did that turn out? Did they they just loved it. It was yeah. Really your parents funny. are cool, dude. Yeah. They're I, uh, they're I'm pretty open. I've only met them that. briefly, but they're cool. Yeah, they're they're good. I like them. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. A, lot weird a lot of people no, don't. No, unfortunately, I, yeah, I really love my parents. Just so you know, everyone. Let's just end on that, Ben. <laughs> yeah, you love your parents, God, and I love that's my parents. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. God. You know, I am pretty. I'm pretty happy with my, you know, with my family these days. You know, for the most part, not everything's perfect, but I think I got a lot, of, a lot of good interpersonal relationships between friends and family. Yeah, I and think if there's no issues with your family, you guys just aren't talking enough. Like, right? Yeah, we well, have no issues with my family. How long has have you talked? How long ago did you see your dad? Oh, like ten years ago. He's fine. Ago. He's doing yeah. all right. He's, He's fine. Like, He's doing his shit. <laughs> He's living somewhere. My parents are in that uh, retirement stage where. Um, they just—I don't want to say they do nothing, but there's so much at home. They feel like a burden to like contact me or my other family, and it's just because like they're out of the loop, not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have to explain to them like, no, you have to call me, <laughs> like, right? Even though you're not doing anything, like I'm probably not doing anything as well. Just call me, and so I have to call them like every other week. That's like, hard. Hey. That's hard. Yeah, because it's the same thing. Like I feel like I. There was a, like once a week, my dad and I were having like long phone conversations, like literally right. like two hour phone conversations, hanging out when COVID started because we couldn't get together and talk. Yeah. Right. Um, and my dad and I have always had like these long existential conversations ever since I was a kid. I don't know why. We just have brains that are like that. Um, but I, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, um, I, I think he doesn't want to be a burden. So he doesn't think about it. I don't yep. think he, he doesn't want to bother me or something. And I don't want to bother him too. You know, we're both busy, but it's good. You got to get those. You got to, you got to make time. You got to schedule something. Sometimes. Honestly. Phone call is a great way to do it too. Mm -hmm. I think more people, especially now, should just be calling each other. Speaking of uh, technology, FaceTime. That's like the only way I talk to my parents most of the time. Really? Yeah. Because I mean, it gives that. 
contact with another human. Maybe I should start too. doing that. Yeah, because I've been wearing earbuds to handle the two-hour fucking calls. Because otherwise, right. you put your phone up to your ear and you feel like it's gonna fall off. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that would be good. Start doing FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that's gonna be hilarious. I don't think my and you know if my dad ever listens to this, no offense. Mm-hmm. I don't think he understands computers enough to yeah. do FaceTime. Oh man, he's walking around hard. with a MacBook yeah. doing <laughs> FaceTime. When I just realized too, my dad like the amount of times, almost every time I talk to him because we talk forever, he literally goes into the bathroom with the phone on speaker and takes a piss while I'm still talking to him. I can hear, yeah. and I'm like, Dad, what are you, Dad, what are you doing? I can hear you. I can hear you, Dad. <laughs> Puts it on. It's so he's funny. like, that's why I put it on speaker, son. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't think he meant to have it on speaker. It's so like. funny. But yeah, he sounds like an old prospect. Apparently, <laughs> you just meet my dad, and he's literally just a prospector. Wow, he's me, but a prospect. Spot on. Wow. And my dad's golden the- there. Yeah. My Son. dad's at the point where he. Uh, so growing up, he cooked for three boys all the time. Mm-hmm. Who uh, I didn't know until later, but uh, my younger brothers liked to make noise. <laughs> so they ate a lot and uh, i did too just you know because i'm a chunky boy and i love to eat so uh, but now that we're all moved out of the house he's still making these like massive proportions of food because he's having a hard time cooking for you know More. basically yeah. you know one or two people mm-hmm. that is hard yeah so he's always calling me up with like these you know hey i got some soup or lasagna or what and i'm like you know i appreciate it but i live in an apartment with a tiny fridge and it yeah. is already like, <laughs> full i can't do right. anything about it it's a it is a fine line of either not cooking enough and you're like damn i gotta cook something else now and or you have something in your fridge for two weeks that you end up right. throwing away yeah i love how pick at it as a then... kid did you guys did you guys hate um, leftovers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me too. And as an adult, I fucking love right, leftovers. Right, yeah. Because I'm like, I don't have to cook a whole well, new meal. You yeah. Know? yeah. They're rarely ever are they the, as good. Right. It, it depends on how you reheat them, though. I feel like the way you, you reheat very it helps. You can't have pasta as a leftover. Really? I disagree. I think pasta is one of the better I things think to have Personally, leftover. if I eat pasta as a leftover... Don't judge me here. I will eat it cold half the time. Yeah. Because I feel like... That's how my lady does it. in the sauce when you well, microwave you it. You just add yeah, a little bit of water. Yeah, I know. The thing is, like... But then you I, lose the flavor. What I end up doing is getting a, a wet, like, paper towel and putting it over the bowl or whatever you're Ooh. using. Yeah, and it actually keeps a lot of it in Really? There. I'm yeah. going to try that. So you wet... So you get a wet paper towel and then you have, i mean obviously not like soaking wet yeah but, um pretty damp one okay that way it's kind of steaming it oh. instead of like just drying it out see i've been using i kid doesn't look for Great pasta re- but that's such a weird conversation my, dude, there's nothing wrong with it man we're we're there's, adults we're there's someone adults. out there that's like oh i didn't know that yeah you know, i'm gonna use that wet paper towel yeah idea. see i, I, blew I my, gr- my wife's mind my uh it. my air fryer i love for reheating you can eat, reheat a lot of stuff with an air fryer we're like pizza yeah. oh yeah or like um uh a meat you know you can reheat a steak in there you know you can do a lot of stuff reheating in the air fryer mm-hmm. my, lately my whole thing is cast iron i'm cooking in cast iron cast like iron is crazy great. dude and Once, they, they last forever you could use them you know to stop an intruder it's like the yes. best cooking dish stop bullets yeah yeah, yeah. there you go <laughs> yeah beat people over the head like, like get a workout mm-hmm. if you're cooking long enough you know mm-hmm. these things are heavy so yeah, they I love are cast iron. I actually yeah. think that's actually why I went to the gym was so I could lift, lift my your cast, cast iron, iron better, <laughs> not be a weakling. You cook more meals, yeah. right? <laughs> why are you putting this in the oven and taking it out yeah. over and over again? I just gotta get my reps in, babe. Practice. Right? 
So I gotta finish cooking these eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Most part I can do it with one hand, but then I'll I'll forget. Like I'll do like a roast with potatoes and all that shit, and I grab it out of the oven. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! Yeah. And I've only got like one mid in, and I'm already committed. Yeah. So I'm like, I like put it up on the thing. I think it is kind of funny. They make those handles on cast irons like shorter than other handles. <laughs> they on, do. Right? They do. And it's like three to four times as heavy. That's why you, you need know. you need another little. Thankfully, mine has another little handle on the other side. So just put on oh, two yeah. mitts. But what I constantly do is I'll take, I'll make a roast in the oven, I'll take the cast iron out, I'll put it on the, and then I'll get ready to make a gravy and I'll forget that the handle was just in the oven and I'll just barely touch yeah. the handle and be like, fuck! Yeah. I've done that. Forget that I've got a little times. cast iron handle cover and I need to just pop that on as soon as I get it out of the oven so I don't I burn my hands. I had one of those melt onto the cast iron one time. Ooh. Really? Yeah, a I don't know. A one or a it, No, it was one. the fabric ones. Yeah, apparently I think they might have used some sort of polyester yeah. blend. Mm-hmm. And huh. which first texture of all, grab like thing probably an, no it just felt like a, a regular uh, yeah just oven like a mitt regular almost, oven mitt that's weird yeah dude. and huh. uh, I didn't notice it till I went to take it off and it was just like stuck to it and stuff was like coming off and I was like oh great <laughs> oh no oh nuts yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I just got a big deep cast iron pot that I'm really enjoying I made some soup in it the other day and it was really good because I made chicken I made a, I made like a chicken gnocchi like a creamy chicken like mm. Olive Garden copycat you know, style rep- rep- doubt it, but it was good <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it yeah no it was it was uh, it was better it was better than oh yeah no it's actually that. better because I make it really thick it it came out I went a little too thick once because it's hard when you when you make soup if you have ever tried to make like a creamy soup to make yeah. a roux is the hardest yeah. seems like the hardest part mm-hmm. and once I finally found a recipe where I could easily do that in a way and I told my sister in law this the other day and she was like oh yeah that's a that's like a that sounds like a much easier way to do it and she's like I might start doing that and I'm like yeah it works out well for me and then I and then I add the chicken broth and then I add the cream and then I end up adding whisking in way too much flour and making it so thick that it's like a fucking gravy by the end mm-hmm. but man it's good gravy dude but I but I, I cooked the chicken in the bottom of the of the cast iron pot pulled it out let it cool and then made the soup in it so you get the flavor and i also made a pasta dish in a in my cast iron the day like a pasta bake same thing i cooked the chicken in the in the pan took the chicken out and then so i'm i'm and then i and then after i boil the pasta i'm throwing it in there with all the chicken grease still and oh dude so good yeah that chicken grease yeah yeah (laughs) dude that's why you gotta use chicken thighs bro you know, I'm already eating chicken. I'm already eating chicken. There, it's it's healthy enough. I don't need to eat breasts. Tenderloins can be okay, but you got to get the outside crisped. Fair, but but chicken breasts suck compared to thighs. I like a a good pork sirloin. Mm, okay, mm, not a pork chop, but yeah, I was it's more say, like the I'm steak not... of oh, the okay. pork. Like I, I could never do. I don't know. I. I like pork chops okay if they're done right, but I don't know the white meat pork just is never. I just, I'd much rather be, I'd rather have chicken than, than, than white meat pork. It personally. literally like cooks exactly like a steak. Really? You get like those nice cuts huh. of sirloin uh, pork. I'll have to try that one of these days. Yeah. I mean, if you grill it or something like that. But that said though, I don't, if it tastes like, if it, if it, does it, is it like a sirloin steak? Is that, yeah. what, so that's the thing is I don't like sirloin steak though. What? So, I like it if you chop it up and put it in stuff, but as a steak, a cut of sirloin, I don't feel like that steak. Ribeye is the way to go. Ribeye, New York strip, any For of beef. The, yeah. The, I mean, the thing about pork too is that you can cook it, well, I mean, that beef as well. You can cook it pretty raw, and it's just super tender, super moist, and will basically just fall apart, and it's great. Hmm. Yeah, I tend to not cook my, I tend to cook my pork a little more. Yeah, so, you and, know, and I like I love steak like rare, right? Rare to medium rare, but mm-hmm. I tend to cook my. I always worry about pork why. and chicken. No pork. I mean, 
Is pork okay though? Yeah, pork is. Yeah, I, mean, I thought can, pork you you would get salmonella. I think no, minimum is like one forty five. Really? Think, yeah. Yeah, because I don't cook a lot of pork because I'm not sure about you know how long to, and I would rather just not risk it. But, yeah, I'm a beef so and if a I do chicken cook expert. pork, it's like hams, bacon's, or like yeah. I cook pork chops too long or stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. So now, yeah, you just treat it like beef. Hmm. So I'm saying the pork sirloins, you get those nice cuts. Put mm. it on a, put it on the grill and whatnot. Mm. Put it on the grill. Oh, I don't have a grill. Pork. I live in a top floor Dude, apartment. So do I. So. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I got a little tiny. Uh, Is yours propane? Propane. Though? Yeah. Yeah. See, it's if I had propane, it would be the yeah. Way, but you the just, last just one get I had a camp. Was charcoal. Oh, Dude, yeah, get a camp stuff. I have a camp yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, what just, I have. Yeah. My uh. Just the two of us. My my grandfather-in-law. He used to make steaks all the time with a little camping grill on his patio mm-hmm. yeah so, i have one of those coleman yeah. the, that you got i've got pump. a big yeah. gas i've got a, uh, a pretty medium-sized gas grill out there that i use but i haven't been using it that much this year i don't know cast iron's just the shit dude cast iron's great, and i still haven't perfected a steak meat, in the cast iron but it's good yeah so what i've been doing lately is i'll do like a i'll do like a roast and i'll just i'll just literally the only thing i'll put on it is montreal steak seasoning but i'll do a roast with montreal steak seasoning and it's like, perfect. I have a tendency to like throw a lot of butter in with everything I'm mm-hmm. cooking. I mean, it's always I lo- good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love butter like a lot. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. I'm a chunky guy. <laughs> don't don't you stop saying that. You're beautiful, man. You're beautiful. Hey, I never said I wasn't beautiful. Oh right? shit, yeah, that's our fault. I'm just Run. saying there's more to Run. love. All right. <laughs> we are, we are the aggressors here. Run. Right? How dare you? How dare you? I think uh, more people should be uh, cooking from home, not just, you know, for that health aspect, because, you know, I make some pretty unhealthy things. Oh, when yeah, I cook I we all do. Um, but just to have the skill and the kind of pay attention more uh, to what, you know, your home food meats taste like versus or, the ones you get when you eat. Yeah, with no preservatives all versus all the preservatives. Like cooking at home is like, you just got to mix it up, you know? Yeah. You got to like get a bunch of spices, smell them. Mm-hmm. And if they smell like they're comparable in taste and like what it's going to come out to, you never know you're going to make something amazing. That's yeah, literally I, like how I make most of I've been dishes. winging it for the last yeah. 10 years mm-hmm. and I've turned out to be a decent cook. Yeah, same. So like it's and, and I I'll, I'll hardly ever measure anything. Right. I mostly just do everything. You feel yeah. It. You feel <laughs> it. I'm I'm ratatouing. See, I'm the same dude. way yeah. and the hard part is um when my lady asks, you know, for a recipe of a way I made something. Like I have no clue. Yeah, I'm yeah. like I don't I don't uh, know. Yeah. I can tell you what you need. I yeah. can't tell you how much. Like, I put I put garlic in there and I put onions in there. Yeah. Like, well, that's everything. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't think I could ever be a chef um be not only because you know they have to like clean constantly while they're yeah. cooking and you know they're so busy and mm. I just can't remember all the exact amounts of things. And so if ever I have to like have a menu and teach other, you know, people how to cook this, I'm like, I, I don't know. Uh, if it tastes like this, you did it right. If it doesn't, you know. Right. Yeah. Throw it out. Yeah. <laughs> just <waste laughs> just it. throw it out. Yeah, just throw it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good stuff. I, I think, um, yeah, and, it, and it, I, you know, there's a lot of the amount of preservatives and stuff that are in like fast food and stuff. Like I don't think anybody should really be eating fast food more than no. maybe once or twice. It should a week. definitely be a treat. I mean, I am a you know I eat fast food definitely more than I should. Yeah, same. But uh, you feel way different eating uh, at home versus eating fast food, in my or, opinion. Or even making a lunch. Like I feel a lot better when I if I even if it's just a sandwich or I take 
you know, some frozen thing that's relatively healthy, you know, like a fucking Trader Joe's curry or some shit and, you know, get, get a balance, get, get some, get an apple or like I'll have, I'll have an apple and cheese stick or yogurt with granola for every, pretty much every lunch when I, when I'm working and I'll just put it with either like a sandwich and some chips or like some frozen thing, you know, or like some ramen or something. Like it's all about getting that balance, man. Yeah. Protein, getting enough fiber. Fast food, just make sure Mm -hmm. you're drinking like a lot of water, paying attention Mm -hmm. to how much of it you're eating. Yeah, that's true. And I just feel like a lot of people just forget how important dietary fiber is and like green stuff. If I don't eat green stuff at least once a day, I go insane. I'd rather have it two times a day, you know? I got to get some green, some roughage, as they say. Otherwise, I just feel very unhealthy. Yeah, I'm just super unhealthy overall. Yeah, mm. <laughs> it's it's so easy to yeah, be unhealthy really in America. Like, back, dude. You just I get right into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's geared to well, now. You got like DoorDash and all that shit. It's oh, like yeah. you don't even have to. I still haven't done DoorDash ever. And whenever I order pizza, there's so many close places. I was just drive to get the pizza. Right. It's like literally right around the corner. It's like who fuck cares? Yeah. Too, the thing yeah. with uh, like a fast food or something like that, it's consistency. Yeah. So mm. like you never have to worry about like well you do actually but you never yeah but, really have to worry about yeah. like is this gonna be bad this time or yeah you know, something like that and it's easy yeah fast and easy. yeah I know it's what you also really cheap to get huge proportions which is like I went through the uh, well I guess I, I won't say it, but I went through a drive through and they had a chicken sandwich with four patties on it. Yeah, and I know what you're, yeah, gross. everyone's gonna know what you're talking about. I thought to myself, I was like, "Are you are that? you just trying to feed a family yeah. like on a budget? You know, right. I'll buy this and then some bread. And, yeah, it's like you know. six bucks for uh, that too. Honestly, it's, I was gonna say that's another raid that I that I ended up losing weight was just I finally learned portion control. Yeah, it is so it's so hard. You just got to think, and it's it and is. again, it's just like with working out. It's just a little bit at a time. You just go, I'm gonna eat a few bites less this time, or now I like I ate two slices of pizza last night we had pizza two and they were new york style thin but i was like i think i'm okay yeah i was so excited i was like Taking dude your time a year ago i would have eaten like three to four slices yeah you know yeah. i would have eaten half the fucking pizza you got to think you can always go back and eat more but you can't go back and eat less like, yeah right? well and your stomach and your stomach is has a certain amount of elasticity to it and so you know shrinking your stomach you you naturally don't want to fill it as much it's nice. It's just it's just retraining yourself. It's just it's it's just being more present. It's just another aspect of your life, you know. You can cook for yourself and you can be more present. You can yeah. you can do portion control. You can be more present. You can so many different ways. You can you can think about like what you watch. You can grow your own food too. You which can grow is, your own uh, food. That's pretty fucked. That's cool. not only like a healthier way or, or more sustainable way. Uh, that's a great way to feel a sense of accomplishment. Like yeah, yeah, you know, I'm eating this that I grew in my garden. Mm-hmm. You know, I I really hope some point like in, during our lifetime i hope they crack being able to grow like meat on a tree no, <laughs> meat on a tree <laughs> you just have I, a tree in I your backyard with steak hanging from it you just here's, here's why that wouldn't be though how many bad apples have you seen rotting on the ground yeah. <laughs> oh, that would smell terrible dude <laughs> right yeah. just like green yeah. just disgusting and steak then someone over. would like die in their home and we wouldn't know because they had 36 meat trees yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it always smells like that. I like yeah. how uh, I like how um, fucking the the with the um, with the 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 meatless meat, you know, the Impossible, Impossible. Burgers and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I like how on um, just a second. What the fuck is this? My phone's doing a thing. Um, I like how uh, it's all clearly processed, very heavily processed, 
And and I like how on South Park, I remember they, they pointed that out. Did you ever see that one? You're they have to they, give me more context. They changed the school lunches, so they they got rid of the meat. It was like it was like steak finger steaks day or something or some shit like that. And Cartman was all excited. It was another thing where it helps somebody else in it, but it 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 doesn't benefit Cartman. It hurts right. Cartman's personally, so he wants to fight against it. And eventually, they get uh, they get the the impossible meat, the plant based meat product in there, and uh, and he's like. And, and nobody wants to tell him. Everybody was like, we're going to keep... They, basically, the school agrees to it, but won't tell him. And then he was like, oh, guys, I know that it's that it's processed. Like, no, this is perfect. It's like, you wanted me to eat... You're not making me eat healthier. Right. No. This is processed just like the shit I ate before. Yeah, just having it's not plants. healthier. It's yeah. literally exactly, just exactly. a substitute. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. it. Most substitutes just don't, mm-hmm. you know... Aren't. I don't know if it's... it's. I mean, probably a little bit more sustainable but yeah yeah it is, no it is more sustainable and it's going to be the future someday yeah you know unless we fucking fix this planet have you tried the uh impossible whopper i, have not, no. I haven't i never no, did because I, I just have no interest in it but then it's gonna i don't like normal whoppers yeah if you don't like normal whoppers you're not gonna yeah. like it because it I, tastes to me it tastes the same it's just the patties um okay this is the thing the weird thing that i've had feet. with with no it's just with it whoppers as well. every whopper i've ever had was like fucking lukewarm Every single fucking one. Yeah. I swear to God. You buy like the little $2 little bacon cheeseburgers at Burger King. They're whatever. They've got that flame broiled flavor, but they're actually hot. Yes. But every single Whopper I've ever ordered a fucking Burger King, I swear to God, was fucking like room temperature almost. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I just hate Burger King. Yeah. I like it less and less. Yeah. You know, they've got some stuff that's kind of okay. But yeah, no, it's one of those places I stopped eating because it always just makes me feel ugh afterwards. Yeah. Burger King, McDonald's, fucking... Carl's Jr. does the same thing. Yeah. Carl's Jr.'s food is probably the best out of those, but it's still greasy and nasty. Well, yeah, shit. and their proportions are huge. Yeah, Carl's their portions Jr. are insane. Yeah, about the only fast food I really eat anymore is, for some reason, Taco Bell and I me are tight. Taco Bell. Yeah. You know, as long as I don't eat too much shit and too much of their ground beef, I'm good. Their uh, quote ground beef. Yeah, quote. <laughs> hey, it's only it's only it's eighty five percent meat. Beef. The rest is all seasonings, seasonings and fillers. I worked at Taco Bell for like three years. And uh, those bags of meat is kind of gross. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I bet. The worst thing is beans, though. The beans? Yeah. I don't get much with beans there, thankfully. You know what I've been doing? I've been making my own Taco Bell at home. Nice. Because, nice. like, they took, I heard they took Fiesta potatoes off the menu. Yeah, so. that pissed oh. me off. I looked See, I it up. Really it's really those. easy to make them at home. Really? It is very, yeah, huh. it's like a couple seasonings, and then you just get some, like, you know, sour cream at the toppings or whatever. But it is, yeah. There's a ton of copycat recipes, uh, and you get a lot more at home. Right. Um, right. Taste, you know, I thought it tasted just the same as the yes. creamy jalapeno sauce. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. The stuff that comes on the quesadilla. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. The quesadillas are good. I like quesadillas. I like, I like quesadillas. I like crunch wrap. I like the cheesy gordita crunch. That one starts to get a little gross, but it's good. Yeah. But, you know, it's like I used to be, once again, talking about portions, I used to get like three or four items every time I went to Taco Bell, and I get like oh, yeah. two. You yeah. know, I would get like a taco and a gordita and a fucking quesadilla, and I would eat all that shit. Yeah. And and, and now I'm just like, uh, I'm going to get like a little chicken burrito, one of those little chicken burritos, and then like, I always use, I go one smaller item and one bigger item. That's how I always they, do it yeah. now, right. you know? Yeah, I used to do the same thing. I used to order a crunch wrap and like X, Y, Z or whatever. Yeah. And then 
I'd eat it all because I ordered it and, you know, feel way too full. Exactly. At the end of and it. You're like, why so, the fuck did I do that to myself? I, w- I will say I like Taco Bell. I um, hate when people think that it's competing with Mexican food because it's yeah, not. It's, no, it's, it's not. It's not Mexican food. I don't, food. you know, when I want Mexican food, I don't go to Taco Bell. It's yeah. I go to Taco Bell yeah. when I want Taco Bell. <laughs> it's, it's Tex-Mex at, it really, at it's, best. It's, like, it's, it's, it's yeah. best. Yeah. It's basically like, it's tech, Tex-Mex for, for general audiences. A taco? A taco? <laughs> taco. <laughs> Fucking taco. Hard shell But yeah, taco. no, I agree 100%. It's not like a real no. Mexican uh, restaurant. An example, they don't have anything with corn tortillas, so. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't flour. have they don't have I mean, corn on their menu, I don't think. Technically. I don't think there's any corn in the menu. The hard shell tacos. The hard oh, those shell. Are corn. Yeah, that's true. Just, that's true. Yeah. But they don't have soft But then again, like hard shell corn. tacos are not, you know, even the Tex-Mex <laughs> things, really. Yeah, it is more like an American... Mm-hmm. Um, have no, you guys eaten at uh, Have you eaten at Andrade's down here? Oh yeah, no. that place is incredible, dude. I, I live yeah. far away. I know, I know. You live, <laughs> you live in, you live in an area where there's a lot of really good Mexican food too. Yeah. Um, but this place wins Best of Boise at least every single year. Yeah, um, it's so good, and there's really authentic shit there. And then there's plenty of Tex-Mex stuff. You can get whatever you want, but I mean, it's like I. For years, I couldn't find a Mexican restaurant that I liked. Most of them just made me feel gross when I uh, ate there. I See, to feel there's like... a yeah, specific thought, one you know? I like, uh, and there it's the Tacos El Rey in Caldwell. Mm. That one is, was good. It's nice. it's because it's yeah. the same people that have worked there for years. They literally they cook the same type of food the same way that I'm used to eating when I'm like over you know with my brother in law's mm. family and stuff because it's. It's all fresh stuff. It all, you know, mm. they make it right there in yeah. front of you. The, um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, I want it to good. be fresh. And I want, and at one place, obviously they don't have it now because of COVID, but they had an open salsa bar that was awesome yeah, at Andrade's. Yeah, I mean, and that was one of my favorite things. You could get little cups with um, just onions and cilantro chopped up in it yeah. and throw that on your stuff. And then they were, had a bunch of different types of salsa. They had like the really orangish, bright orange hot salsa was my favorite one. Um, um but the, yeah their food's incredible andrade's is great the little green uh like mom and pop food truck over here with the mexican food i think they actually just took over a building and still have their food truck outside nice um that place is the most authentic mexican food i've ever really? had since arizona what's it called i have no clue i'll have to check that out it's like right over here and it's just a little tiny green um food truck pretty much against a building now yeah huh okay i have to check that out um, yeah, see, and the one that we like is my lady loves the, um, it was over by her work. There's a El Torito market. They had a taco truck too. Um, and, uh, and now they have it. They actually have like a little hole in the wall, a little restaurant, but they're, if you want just like good street tacos or whatever, they're fucking delicious. I love street tacos. I love little tacos with little, 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 they put onions and cilantro on everything and like a yeah. good green salsa. And it's just so like, ah. Okay, it's um, El Chavo. El Chavo. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that place. Uh, I'll have yeah, to check it out, out dude. Them. Yeah, because I love, oh, uh, yeah. I love good good Mexican food, and I love uh, and I love making tacos mm-hmm. at home. It's great, too. Lately, it's the taco bowls is what I do with, like, rice. Hmm. That's what I like I have, to do. I don't know if I've ever had a taco bowl. It's it's nice. You like just, a taco salad? 
No, no. Literally, all I do is I just, I just, just I make some rice, and, and yeah. yeah, you oh. throw everything on top of rice. Your mm-hmm. rice is what takes the place of your tortilla or whatever. Gotcha. You know, and then I'll crush up some chips on the top and put, and you can load it up with. I used to put lettuce on it, but now I just put extra green onions and cilantro. What, uh, what kind of rice do you use? Do you make the Spanish rice or? No, I just rice? do. I just get like a normal. I, I think I use like basmati or jasmine for most things, and then I'll just, and then you just squeeze a little bit of lime in there, and you mix some. Um, some some cilantro in it and make cilantro lime rice at home. Yeah, cilantro rice is amazing. We've been talking about food for a long time. I can talk about food all day. Yeah, yeah, I, I can, can too. Keep going if you want. Gonna, <laughs> hold on, let me. Uh, this we'll get sponsorships. Give us money. One more place. <laughs> food. I, I just have to. I have to mention. <laughs> we just we just do four different plugs for taco places. It's like, and if you like tacos, you should go here. Also, if you like tacos, you should go there. Right. I love the efficiency <laughs> of of. Maybe it's not Mexican, but maybe it's, maybe it's just Tex-Mex food, but just like the idea that you can take the same ingredients and do it in different ways or add one little thing and make it, you know. That is a lot of Tex-Mex I really like, I like how efficient it is, though. Like, people yeah. complain that they're like, oh, a lot of Mexican food is just, but once again, it's Tex-Mex. It's not authentic It's not Mexican. real, yeah, because. Um, a lot of it's just like cheese and it's like cheddar and like cheddar's not in authentic Mexican no. food. The only cheese yeah. that's really in authentic Mexican food is the... Co- well, I was gonna yeah, say the, the cojita, yeah, cojito it's cheese. It's the same mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, it's the same stuff. Yeah, like the the flaky goat cheese. It's really good. Yeah, it's but, great on. But I just love the idea that you can take your meat, you can take your your cheese, you can take your cilantro, and you can what you can put it in corn tortillas, or you can put it on a burrito, or make it into enchiladas. Like it's just efficient. I love the way that is. Or make a quesadilla. A lot of it stems from a lot of uh, street food too. Yeah. Yeah, you and know. it's simple, and it's that's why, but that's why it's so great, and that's why I think everybody, I you can be a really terrible cook. I think just about anybody can make tacos. So I think anyone can make them, but it's hard to make them delicious. Right? Yeah. You know? Well, I think it's it's the, your meat. You got to get that meat your meat's right. It's a huge part of your it, seasonings yeah. in your yeah, meat you and your beans. Because right. everything else is just components that you add in. And you know, unless you do like I've been doing this thing lately where I make um, I make a corn salsa. I'll boil corn, mm. boil corn. Yeah. And then let it cool, and then I'll mix it with um, with yellow onion and cilantro and some seasonings. Some uh, and it's really good. A little bit of red cabbage in there too. Ooh, that nice. would be good. I might add that. Yeah, I love cabbage. Cabbage is really good for sh- a substitute for shredded lettuce on a lot of things. Cabbage is really good shredded and yeah. cold, and it's so much. It is. I the, like it. In the my vitamins, soleil. the vitamins in cab- cabbage. It's it's got a lot more to it than like. You're out, even a romaine Iceberg, lettuce. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It's you can tell it's just denser too. When yeah. Reading it, so it's, it's got so many nutrients filling. in it. Yeah. Cabbage is fucking awesome. Dude. Um, another shout out to a local restaurant, Tarbush. Tarbush Kitchen, Mediterranean. Tarbush. Oh, my God. oh yeah. And that is that over here in this area too? Yeah. It's right dude, up the. I need to the try that out before Albertson. Well, after Albertson. Have sorry. you Have you been to the Cuban place down there? I have not. There's no. a, I went there once. It was. It was pretty good. I mean, I never had Cuban food. Right. Um, I'll definitely have to give Me it another either. try. It seemed very um, simple the way they did it all. But I had, uh, I had like the fried plantains, though. Have you ever had fried plantains? No, no I'm not a huge They're plantain guy. They're fucking delicious. I'm not no, either, but fried plantains. Guy. You're not a huge at all. Well, yeah, you're right. I don't uh, even know what you said. In fact. <laughs> but, dude, fried plantains. Like, I went with a friend of mine who's, um, he's, um, Puerto Rican, I think he's like he's mo- he's mostly pl- Puerto Rican, and he I think he said that um that his uh, he he grew up eating fried plantains a lot that his grandma would make and I never had it and it was like rice and like beans and like oh, some okay. chicken and it was it was good though I like it like a lean you know a lot of the spices that you would get in like a Mexican food or something but a lot like a leaner yeah kind of thing but yeah those fried plantains just those 
flavors. Fuck, so good. Once again, Tarbush Crunchy Kitchen. Sweet. Tarbush Kitchen is the yeah. Mediterranean style. Yeah. Got it. Um, they were actually doing a lot of like free lunches during like mm. the start of like all the COVID stuff. That's awesome. Andrade's was doing that too. Yeah. I yeah. love that restaurants have you know yeah. done that. They're mm. like we got to and we need to support them. Yeah, that's why I just kept going there. I it still, is... I still don't feel comfortable going to most restaurants. I'm gonna go to a restaurant I get tonight. Take out the... a lot. Yeah, we get takeout sometimes. Know. But I, I'm finally going, I'm going t- to a restaurant tonight because apparently I've been told that it's going to be like really safe and they're doing everything to be really they, safe. I will say I have been out like to sit down and eat at mm-hmm. uh, just a few places, but I have noticed they are doing really well. With That's good. Distancing. I'm glad to hear They that. have like every other table marked off where you can't sit and you know, they make you wear masks until you're sitting down. And The hard part though is it's still getting up in the But into yeah, the you're still in an enclosed area. Mm-hmm. You know, the risk is not uh, zero, but they are making an effort, yeah. so... Well, it's like when I'm at the gym, I wear a mask at the gym the entire time. It took time to te- to teach myself to run on a treadmill with a mask, but... To learn how to breathe through it. Yeah, it, as long as you regulate your breathing, it's really not that difficult. Yeah. Like, Which, regulating your breathing, you should be doing when you're working out. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. anyway. Yeah, it's probably... Well, what it's, it's it's like, don't they... You know, people, people train in higher elevations, or they deprive themselves of oxygen to increase the, you know, the load on their lungs to make their yeah. lungs stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody who runs at a higher elevation and then comes down like if you lived up in mccall idaho which is a much higher elevation than where we are right now yeah. and then you came down to boise to do a, a marathon and you've been training in mccall you'd have such a good advantage over anybody who's been running yeah. down here mm-hmm. so i had a friend who lived in um, california his whole life uh like close to the beach mm-hmm. and he when he moved here he said because uh, he would run a lot he's like it was kind of almost weird getting used to the air difference you yeah know? and closer. i huh a little closer i can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Am I here? Can you hear me? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I just think it's funny how our bodies can adapt to something like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, you don't notice it until you're in a different environment. And you're like, oh, geez. Like, mm-hmm. I went to uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and I didn't understand what people said when it was a dry heat <laughs> until yeah. I went there. Yeah. Right. And, and you experienced a, uh, moist, a moist heat. <laughs> my body was not. I was sweating yeah. constantly. And there was people wearing business suits, and I was like, ah, props to you, guy. I could I've, not do that. Yeah, I've never been anywhere that was humid and hot, and I don't ever want to. I have a hard enough time with the dry heat, man. I like it a little colder, for yeah. sure. I definitely love the cold. Yeah, because I, you can always put layers on, and you can always move. You can't rip right. your skin off. Exactly. No. You can't rip your fucking skin off. And I hate that when you're at home, and it's like, so, like I grew up uh, in not... Not the richest family. There were times where our AC didn't work. I'm sure everyone's dealt with that. Mm-hmm. But it gets so hot and you're just sitting there like, oh, you, you know, you can only take off so many clothes or, you know, and yeah. you get to a point where you're like, I'm just going to put some ice all over me or something because it's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, when you're cold, you just throw on a blanket. Yeah. Air conditioning is one of the one of the most important. People don't think about how important an invention air conditioning is. Oh, yeah. Heat stroke uh, is a huge deal. You yeah. definitely do if you live in Arizona. You definitely do. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, but this is well. People that don't live in an area that's yeah, that fucking really hot. Although it's getting really hot around here, you know, unfortunately. Crazy. We went and stayed in uh, in Oregon, like uh, close to the Oregon coast and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And my uh, my wife's mother in law was telling us how like no one has air conditioners because mm. it is only hot like two weeks out of the year. Right, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like i can't do that like right. it's it's like, like it's that. like when people when my my stepbrother and his family used to live in hawaii and it's the opposite they've got right they, they don't have a they, or they just have an air conditioner and they don't have any heat because right. it's never there are a few months out of the year 
because people think about going to Hawaii, but everybody the the tourist times for Hawaii are in the winter and the yep. fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but in the hot in in the summer, Hawaii actually gets pretty fucking hot. Yes, it does. Um, it gets yeah. into the into the nineties as far Plus as that I know, one, you know, humidity and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, they don't they don't they never need heat. You know, unless Fair. there's a what what do you mean cold if there's a fucking tsunami maybe. <laughs> I mean, at that point, you have other things to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> Probably shouldn't be concerned about your AC at yeah, that there's point. A, there's a, yeah, there's a fucking cow flying through the air. Yeah. Right. And you're like, I'm a little chilly out here. <laughs> also, freaking out put on a sweater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I couldn't imagine living in a place like uh, that was so huge on tourism. But, you know, it's just because of where I grew up, you know, here in Idaho. Mm-hmm. And so uh, whenever we do get tourists, I'm, it's usually they're camping or out in McCall. Yeah. You, you know. Well, we, we, both, we just mostly just deal with people moving here. Yeah. You they're know? like, it's pretty. I'm going to stay. Yeah, Which Jeremy. is fine. You Fucking know, Jeremy. <laughs> Piece of you shit. You Arizonian. Yeah. You, that is <laughs> so Arizona. That That's the funny part. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, oh, you're from Arizona? That's cool. <laughs> well, that's because they think California. They think that uh, all these like super liberal people are coming from California. And it's like, man. no, it's mostly conservative people coming from yeah, California. Right. There are some liberal people coming from California, mm-hmm. but it is it's the same thing as like Joe Rogan moving to fucking Austin, Texas. It's a more conservative area. And then, and to be fair, I don't want to live in L.A. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking either. far left, and L.A. just sounds like a pain in the ass mm-hmm. in every way. Um, and I and I like that, even though I'm far left, I like that I live in a place where like. The Second Amendment is strong, and you know, yeah. Thankfully, we don't have a at this point. Thank God, we don't have a we don't have this society where people are can shooting each other up. We have we don't have very much crime here. We do have a lot of responsible gun owners. Also, yeah, um, yeah. I will say that you mm-hmm. know, of course, every you know bunch of apples has a bad one or two. So, but uh, yeah, for the most part, like I said, I grew up in Idaho. Uh, There's a, a rotten steak guns. on the meat tree. Yeah. Every meat tree's got There's a rotten steak There's always a bad steak on the meat tree. <laughs> <laughs> that was a callback. Uh, thanks. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah. Full circle. Right. Anyway, I, a lot of responsible gun owners. Yeah, I feel like one thing about living in Idaho or, you know, even if you move to Idaho and you still consider yourself an Idaho and part of that does uh, involve a love for guns in one way or the other. Either the the just the ability to have that freedom to own them, or the fact that um, you know some people do use it as a hobby and they you know mm-hmm. go out and oh yeah know, competition shooting and um and I would say I wouldn't say they need to love understand or love no, them. they I mean, just need to it, understand they just need to be okay with guns being around yeah you know? that's that's what I'm saying you know there we have people who love the idea that they can own guns but they don't own any yeah yeah um, and I'm not saying they have to it just it seems to be a common theme that a lot of people do share. Here is that love and appreciation to to be able to own guns. Yeah. Well, um, I'm definitely seeing a lot more liberals that are buying guns right now and a lot more people of color because of all this crazy shit that's been going on. And I mean, as long as they're being safe and they train with them and they know what they're doing, I'm, I think it's a very good thing. I think know, anyone honestly. should train with their gun. You know, yes. Don't, oh, yeah. don't buy a gun unless you know how to fucking yeah. use it. And then once you do get it, go out to the range and shoot it and be comfortable with it. Because mm-hmm. if ever, and hopefully this never happens, but if ever you do have to defend yourself, you want to know when and how to do that properly and mm-hmm. safely. Because more often than not, you'll probably just end up hurting somebody else if you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So <laughs> I am glad we are able to own guns. I think we do need to have more discussions on the safety mm-hmm. and, and use of them and training. Yeah. I got, but... I got, you know, if somebody busts into my apartment, and I have a shotgun. I know I can't shoot anywhere on this, uh, on the wall that I'm lined up with right now in my apartment because there's an apartment next to me. Yeah. yeah. So, and I've, obviously I don't ever want to shoot anybody. Right. And if so, and I've always said, like, if somebody's breaking into my house and they're taking my fucking TV, 
I'm just going to be like, all right, well, apparently you need it more than I do, okay? Yeah, I'm going to call the cops. Leave, I'm not yeah. going to murder somebody for stealing my shit. Right. That's ridiculous. It's literally someone, some crazy like, person. Okay, to, you're you probably, know, you know, you're probably somebody who's on drugs or somebody has a psychological disability that our, that our society has kind of <sighs> failed, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, you just try to be empathetic to people. Yeah. But it's like. Yeah, yeah. No, the only time you'd ever want to you'd shoot and shoot somebody is if they were trying to like murder me or somebody, like, yeah. well, you know, or hurt us. You know, otherwise it'd be like, okay, man, you you go, okay, I'm just get out of here. Like I'll fucking call the cops. You know, unless they threaten me, I'm gonna be like, all right. Yeah, I think the important thing is if they leave your house, or yes. leave you alone. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah, exactly. But there's some people that just want to fucking blow somebody away and it's really weird to me those people where they're like i'm like you want to kill somebody there mm-hmm. is something i think mentally you couldn't qualify to be a police officer right you couldn't qualify mentally but you really want to blow somebody away hope it's not me i hope i'm not there <laughs> i want to steal a tv and blow this guy away. yeah, exactly. yeah. Like two birds one stone yeah exactly now exactly. i think that's uh another issue though is i think people that are like that they do have something i'm not saying they have a mental issue per se but there is some sort of therapy that they need to go through to kind of figure out why they think the way they do Mm -hmm. um and i think that's something that should be normalized like uh therapy in general i think people should go to more whether you think you have issues or not it will help you understand yourself that's the thing everybody does yeah Mm -hmm. everybody has issues and if you want to think about it then nobody does but still means that you we should all we all will benefit from therapy or something like it Oh, someone's breaking in again. There goes the crock pot again. I'm going to go check on that. You guys keep talking. Or yeah. should we just pause it? Uh, Let's pause it. Yeah, for a pause it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going back to the gold bloom there. The dude. gold you bloom is so right. gold bloom. Jeff Goldblum. You hear, hear folks. Travis says Jeff Goldblum is if jazz was a personality. Yeah, it's was a so person. true. Yeah. If jazz became a person. Did you guys watch his show? The I show did. No, yeah. on, on, on Disney? Episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah. was it good? Or it was, was it really it weird? It is. It's oddly very entertaining, even when he's... Yeah, he does do try the mint chocolate chip. The show, the episode where like goes to like ben and jerry's and stuff like that he's like oh, mm, oh, oh, mm, oh ice cream mm, mm. so good so delectable oh, mm. oh mm, mm. you gotta get, get adjust the you're, you're talking you gotta move it up i think a little bit yeah. there you go you're like talking down to is that good that's is better good? yeah okay so he's like he's like mm, 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 pat, oh is so that pistachio or is it mint chocolate <laughs> chip mm. ice cream. Mm. and i uh <laughs> i went in yeah. uh baskin robin yeah and i asked yeah. them uh if i could try 32 he, he seems like overly interested in, <laughs> in everything, everything. Yeah. but not to the point where it's like this incredibly high amount of energy like in your face right it's like he's falling in love with everything is like quaintly jam. quaintly yeah. nice yeah He's it just is. like, yeah, he just gets out of flute and he's like, yeah. plays a little, oh, that made me want to play a little jazz. Yeah. He's another one of those actors where whatever role he's in, it's just, just Jeff him. Goldblum. Yeah, yeah, it's like like Christopher Walken, like Sean Connery. Sean yeah. Connery, I didn't realize he won an did he win an Oscar or did he just get nominated for um for The Untouchables where he's playing an Irish guy and he doesn't sound Irish at all. He just sounds like Sean Connery. Yeah. Didn't wasn't in Highlander he was supposed to be like Spanish and yeah, Egyptian and Egyptian yeah I'm not Spanish I'm Egyptian yeah, yeah is the the famous uh, like. okay. quote by uh, fucking um, what's his face Craig Craig Ferguson who's who's Scottish and famously Scott yeah he's great yeah. he was great he um and he he would uh you know he played a, a British man on Drew Carey show that was like his first acting gig in the states was to play the British bo- boss on Drew Carey and do yes, a terrible that, British yeah. accent he said. 
But he, yeah, he's t- he has a stand-up bit from Forever Go talking about um, Sean Connery and Highlander being like, tell me of your land of Scotland, McLeod, for I am from Spain and I know nothing of it. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's like, yeah, clearly. And it was like, I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. Right. He's a white Egyptian um, Scottish yeah. Spaniard. I did. It's sense. like the guy yeah. who went undercover for the first time in years, and he's like, "Oh, I forgot. You got to actually do voices when you're pretending yeah. to be." Well, it's like, it's like it also reminds me of uh, of uh, the Conqueror, the John Wayne, where he played Genghis Khan. I'd never. Yeah, they, seen that a movie. It was a Howard Hughes production, and everybody got cancer because they filmed it like around the test sites in the Nevada desert where they dropped uh, a bunch uh, of nukes. Like liter- like almost everybody in the production wow. got cancer from it. But wow. he played Genghis Khan and he's like, I ah, woman, I'm a Mongol and I'm gonna I'm gonna get the invader. Yeah, you know, like and, but it was just it was just John Wayne, hey Pilgrim, but he was like right. hey, I, I'll, Pilgrim. <laughs> but with fucking but with fucking makeup on and yeah. shit to make him look like Genghis Khan. It was insane. I'm surprised I haven't heard of that. Yeah, right. it's. I think most people try. It's like the Star Wars holiday special. The people that own it have tried to scrub it from existence. But you can look it up on YouTube and find clips from it and stuff. Yeah, at that point, they're just selling John Wayne. Like, we don't care really about the story. Yeah. We just want John Wayne in this movie. Cool. Doesn't matter John how. Wayne. He's got to be a lead role. Always. <laughs> no matter what it is, he's playing yeah. likes this. Well, imagine John Wayne in Star Wars, right? He's like a Jedi, but he's just John Wayne. He's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They were like, uh, yeah. Was John Wayne still alive when Star Wars came out? I wonder. Yeah, I, they were like, they were like, I want, I want Alec Guinness to be in this, and he's like, yeah, I think he was in the seventies. Yeah. yeah, he was alive for most. Mm-hmm. of When did he die? In like the eighties or the nineties? Google it. I have no clue. But I'm yeah, sure. he, uh, yeah. It, they instead they're like, yeah, Alec Guinness. Okay, he's a respected thespian. Let's get let's get John Wayne though instead. That, yeah. uh, that'll really play to our American audience better. Um, yeah, growing up, we never really... It's funny, because I didn't really know much about John Wayne until I got older, and it's just because oh. growing up... What did you find it? 1979. So he was had enough time to see the first Star Wars. But, yeah, fair. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Ooh, that reminds me of a sad story I, I heard the other day, but you should continue what you were saying. I, I was just going to say, yeah, growing up, I didn't know uh, much about John Wayne or anything, and it's just because my, you know, my dad wasn't into John Wayne or anything like that. He was very much the... Pink Floyd and that era of things mm-hmm. and you know but um, it's just kind of funny to think about there's that guy who they put in so many movies just like uh, Clint Eastwood because they're like you're a western people love westerns let's do it mm-hmm. you're a western you're, you you're are a, the western you are the western <laughs> yeah I mean that's not entirely wrong well what's cool right? about this all the ones that Clint Eastwood and they were all or well, the, most of them well just about every western Clint Eastwood was in was in revisionist western when it was the Sergio Leone spaghetti westerns and then later yeah. in his career um and then he you know the last big western he was in was Unforgiven and Unforgiven is I don't know if you've seen that but that's a great that's a great film that analyzes the western and the idea of you know the killing and the taking a man's life and all that and just the the psychology and the and the the the, the impact of it it's a, that's a brilliant movie um so what? Wait, who are we talking about again? Clint Eastwood and oh. Unforgiven. Oh, you know what? Um, oh, what was it? Camino that he was in? El Camino? Yeah. Or El, El Gran Torino. Torino. Yeah, Torino, I thought yeah. he was great in that. That, yeah, was, that was a good movie. That yeah, was a really good His movie. His singing yeah. at the end was kind of horrible. Yeah. It was Gran Torino driving my... But, uh, but no, that movie that movie was well well made overall. Um, did you watch uh, The Mule? No, yeah, I, I haven't. Yeah. The Mule was insane. Yeah, it was. That yeah. was a crazy movie. Yeah, it was. 
He had two threesomes in that movie. Did he? Yeah, he had two threesomes. Yeah, he, he got some prostitutes. Spoilers. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, spoilers. It's integral to the story. The, yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was so funny when they brought him back to, like, the, the cartel mansion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so a funny. really weird movie, but yeah. that movie has, there's that scene where he, um, he's that black family. They're they're but stranded on the side of the road like the the husbands they're I think they're like kind of a a, a upper class yeah. or like in mm-hmm. you know white collar and the and the husband like they have a Prius and he doesn't know how to change the tire it's just nothing you know and he comes and he helps you out and then he says oh I love helping you Negroes out yeah and the lady's like um they're both like yeah, they you you can just to... call us yeah. we're just people you're mm-hmm. a person he was like oh no shit and it's like he does his like befuddled old like racist grandpa but right. it's just like. There was no reason to have it in the movie. It right. didn't fit the theme of the movie. It was just like, and it's hard because it re- it re- kind of recontextualizes Gran Torino a little bit. Because obviously in Gran Torino, he's a horrible racist yeah, yeah. Um, who learns to love. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's a hallmark. It's movie. a good arc yeah. though. <laughs> but then you look at that and you're like, oh God, I hope he's not that racist in real life. Why did he feel the need to put that in there? Yeah, I don't know. But I think he's just, <laughs> I, I also think he was a little past his prime as an actor in that film. I feel yeah, like they should have. Definitely. He he was just seemed a little out of it, and I and I respect the hell out of his body of work, yeah. not necessarily him politically all the time, uh, you know. In the re- but you know, because he's getting really old, I understand it. But the dude's made some really good president. films. Yeah, there you go. Right, <laughs> he just comes in. The, uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine him running honestly. Like, imagine yeah. those speeches. Yeah. Like, because sometimes speeches are pretty. Dude, long. he's like yeah. ninety-two or something yeah. now. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, him and Betty <laughs> right. White. Betty White as his running mate. I mean, I that'd would be a tough that. choice. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a tough choice. I'd probably vote White. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. Too. Vote I'll Betty White. Betty White. She yeah. cracks me up. <laughs> and they fuck up the slogan, and it says White Power. Yeah. Oh my god. No, no, it's Betty. Betty White Power. Betty White. Betty. Ah, oh, just in... do Betty. Just do Betty. Just call her Betty, mm-hmm. like Bernie. <laughs> I told you about. Did we work together when somebody defaced my Bernie sticker years ago? Um, are you talking about when they wrote uh, Bernie Mac? Yes, on it? yeah, that was the best. <laughs> I still have never found out who did it. I thought it was a friend of mine, but That's uh, funny. but yeah, that was the funniest thing. I go out into my car. I've had it on for like less than twelve hours, and and you know, and we're in a very conservative area, and it was just I was like, uh oh, what did they do? And then and I just noticed somebody with a sharpie after Bernie just writes Mac, and I just laughed. I left it on there. Eventually, the the weather took like the, took it off, yeah. but I just thought it was so funny. I was like, that's wonderful. But I don't, I don't appreciate puns. Yeah. Exactly. I don't, I don't feel any ill will. I'm not like, oh my god, you are defacing. How uh-huh. dare you? How dare you? It's like no, I I'm a Bernie supporter. I don't have a, I have a fucking sense of humor. I'm just glad you didn't go on there and like because he's you know rip his face off well or you could see somebody could you know there's a lot of a lot of hidden nazis around here yeah. um you know somebody could come up and like write fucking swastikas on it or something because he's jewish you know which and all that shit that a lot of shit blows my mind that we have people who are like that in this country just because of like you know we fought a war about this yes yeah. yeah like literally there were movies like i'm a huge indiana jones fans guess mm-hmm. who the bad yeah. guys are just nazis. about every movie yeah, yeah. Nazis like how is that coming back now well it's really there were there were a lot of Nazi sympathizers in America even during World War II and after World War II they're the ones that really kind of perpetuated it they can trace it down to like a few guys basically that that started the 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 skinhead the racist skin well not the 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 neo-Nazi movement which co-opted the skinhead movement because the skinhead movement wasn't originally it's from England and it wasn't originally a racist movement yeah it was a it was a do you know this one at all Jeremy 
It was basically, um, it was these, they were, they were the the youth of like factory workers and stuff and like blue collar guys. And they were really pissed off about like all the, like the, the posh kind of thing had come up in society. The inequalities. The inequalities, you know, because you had, you had a very conservative prime minister. You had Margaret Thatcher at the same time that we had Ronald Reagan Mm -hmm. and, uh, or around the same time, I think I could be off. But either way, either way, there was income inequality, more of that. And they, and so as the, as like a protest, they were like, we're going to shave our heads down because the fathers had to have the shaved heads because if they had long hair, they would get, 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 get caught in machinery in these machine shops and these right. factories. And then they would wear, you know, Doc Market Martin boots and, you know, dress up like them basically to like have pride for their working class. And then some fucking neo-Nazis gave them a bunch of propaganda. Yeah. And, and there are actually, there's actually an organization called like anti-racist or non-racist skinheads. And, right. And they're like a small group of people that I'm sorry, but that's going to be a hard battle. Yeah. But but they basically try to they try to you know like not they try to get I think they try to get skinheads that are into Nazi stuff away from Nazi stuff. But I just feel like it's too that ship has sank as far as trying to take the name skinhead and make taking it, good. it back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can't really take that back at this point in our society, not unfortunately. Really. You know, and if you want to be a pro, like everything that you're you're supporting and you want to you know that's cool, but. But yeah, I don't think you can use that. It's going to be hard. But more power to them. It's a battle that they want to take on, I guess. And you know, they want to take back the name. Change the name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, it's like it's like if somebody was like, you know, the 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 swastika was actually based on a you know an ancient symbol for peace because it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like yeah, they they ruined the Nazis basically took the swastika and changed it and made it mean something horrible. Because in yeah, but you're not going to walk around. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to take back the mustache. And the swastika. And you're just walking around dressed like Charlie Chaplin yeah. with a swastika. And it's like, no, I'm Charlie Chaplin. And this is a symbol for peace and yeah. tranquility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. doesn't It's work, an ancient Because I think it's a... Uh, it goes back way before the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ancient Hindu. And, it, and yeah, it was Hindu, like right? Yeah. Hindu, mm-hmm. yeah, it was. that's what I thought. Yeah. Because it... And they they moved it. They turned it on an axis because it, cause it was squared off. It, yeah. But they had it in a diamond shape. And, and that's how you tell the difference. different direction as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember watching a fucking... Um, remember uh, uh, Sin City? Yeah. And the, the girl Miho, the like ninja chick, she threw, and I'm like, she's throwing swastikas. Is she a Nazi? Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's the original symbol from <laughs> something from her Asian heritage, basically. And I'm like, okay, man. Yeah. I yeah. learned something new. <laughs> it essentially was meant to promote um, like good well-being and peace mm. and like uh, success, all that stuff or whatever. Yeah. And so, of course, the Nazis wanted to use it because yeah. they wanted, they're like, they're yeah, yeah, you know. We're doing everything we, they can. Well, that's the thing. The Nazis didn't realize that they were, or they, but I guess they knew they were the bad guys in a way, yeah. but they, but that were, they were just okay with that. Mm-hmm. They were like political Darwinists. They were just like, yeah, fuck everybody. Let's just, let's, uh, yeah, with, with the racial, obvious racial component in place. Mm-hmm. And of course, yep. hey, I'm just glad everybody, it seems like everybody these days knows that, that Hitler was an Aryan. That's, that's, yeah. I love that people are aware of that hypocrisy. Now. Right. It's just yeah. funny to me. I mean, it's sad, but. It is. Fuck that guy. It's our history. That's our bold statement, our bold political stance. If you like Hitler, then fuck you. We don't want you listening to us. Yeah, close your ear holes. So brave. So brave. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know it's not, I know, you know, some people aren't going to like this. You can't please everybody. You can please 99.95% of the people, though. Yeah, but the other percent, they just like Hitler. 0.05%, you know, fuck them. I know, I know. How dare you? That's probably like... 
an amount of people you're talking about. Yeah, not and not in our estimated audience of 28 people. That's what the podcast is at <laughs> right now. It's like half a person you're yeah, we're talking exactly. about. <laughs> What's funny is I've got and it says on my on the analytics for this podcast that like you know almost you know 98% or whatever, basically 98% is in the US and then it says like 2% is in Ireland or something or like Whoa. 1% is Ireland and then like less than 1% each is like Singapore, the Philippines, and Russia, or something. Really? You have listeners yeah. out there? I don't. Th- I think what it is is I think it's somebody was. They're probably my, just surfing. Yeah. Well, my lady was telling or... me that it could be VPNs. Oh, be routing true. it through stuff, very and I'm true. like, I could see that with the other ones. Maybe the Ireland. I don't know. Maybe somebody in Ireland. I mean, I mentioned like Glenn Hansard a few times in the movie The Commitments. And I'm like, maybe somebody somehow heard about that. I don't know if they like did a search, but it, it's probably just VPNs. But I'm like, yeah, it's kind of cool. Whatever. We're just we're just having fun and having conversations and. Yeah, I mean, getting together, man. If they want to listen, you know, more power to them. More power to them. Uh, it's if they're really. Irish I people. don't know how accurate it is, but I did uh, that ancestry thing nice. um, a while back. I found out I'm actually 22 percent Scottish and Irish, hmm. and then 66 percent English. Dude, that's mm-hmm. that's. Why I have I am. a German last name, and I have zero German in nice, <laughs> And I have a I have a Gaelic name. Brock is a Gaelic name, and I'm almost all English too. That's funny. Fucking English, man. Dang. I have no clue. You, you yeah. guys can go all. About but it's that weird. Way. I'm gonna have to do it because my dad said that they had almost no Irish. But I'm like, I could have sworn like our great great grandfather or something like came over during the potato famine. It's well, like, so maybe he was an English. Maybe he had mostly Anglo, you know, and then he lived in Ireland. Maybe he was an you know english and his i don't know well the, just so here's the hard point. part about that is the part of the dna that they're looking at is really just what traits you share in your like one percent of your dna right. and where a lot of those other traits come from right that being said that doesn't necessarily mean that you are or you know your ancestors are from that country because uh let's say that someone could share that trait but live in mexico but like a majority of them live in, you know, Ireland or whatever. Right. It's going to show up more so that it's from Ireland than it will from another country. That's true. Well, and it's weird to even say, because I mean, really what we're talking about is phenotypes in our DNA that mm-hmm. are expressed through our genetics. Um, you know, whether it's the, the amount of melanin in your skin or whether it's your, um, you know, there are some biological differences like it's. It's it's like I think it's like um, uh, African American and Asian people tend to have uh, lactose intolerance at a higher rate than than Caucasians than Anglo descent people, and it's just it's just it's like you were saying before it's adaptation it's over that's all it is. thousands yeah. of years of having like we've had dairy we've been we we overdo it on the dairy especially in this country oh, love yeah. me the cheese oh yeah, same right. um but yeah Thank so it's know. it's interesting that you know there are some differences but like it's weird that we're looking at. We're saying it in the terms of countries that are today to trace our lineage. If you think about it, it's weird, you know? It is, yeah. Because, I mean, you, you look back at a lot of Americans and their families have been here since like 1700s. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's already been a, a long time. Yeah. So. Well, I know on my mom's side, some of her ancestors came over on the fucking Mayflower or yeah. one of the other ships, you know? Whoa. Yeah. Like around <laughs> the same time. And I'm like, you okay. be like royalty. Yeah. Apparently, I'm loosely, I'm like distantly related to Paul McCartney. Like, we have like a, fucking why aren't we you should promote each show that you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm paul's i'm paul's like long lost grandson right yeah just capitalize on yeah that. there you go now my uh my grandpa on my mom's side actually made me a uh a family history tree of everything that he knew so it goes nice. back to like that's pretty cool yeah like 18 i want to say like 1870s 
and when we actually moved to America. That's cool. Yeah, and it was mainly German, and uh, I don't know. I'm not good at geography. Now. I think I had, a, I had <laughs> yeah. some German in my... That's a lot okay. of people... Yeah, if you grew German. up with the U.S. education system, yeah. it's no blame to you. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't realize how much uh, German immigrants kind of made this country in a lot of ways. Like, it's primarily English, but I don't know why. I don't know if it was just after World War II that they downplayed it or what, but... Well, the Irish too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I feel like the Irish is more of a. Well, I guess there was. I guess a lot of Germans moved to Texas in that area for some reason. Interesting. In more of a more recent history, like in the last hundred years mm-hmm. or so, or a little before that. So that's really interesting. Um, have you guys heard of The Expanse? No. It's yeah. a really good show that I recommend. You can watch on Amazon Prime. I started listening to one of the audiobooks recently, but it's um. In, it's about 200-ish years in the future, and um, the it's a hard sci-fi, like, space opera type show. Like, it's all, like, real science, all, like, based in reality. Um, and it's the Earth is in a cold war with the peop- with the humans that live on Mars. And they've lived on Mars for, like, a couple hundred years, and the people, you know, and there's differences. And then there's people that live out in the asteroid belt, the belters huh. that are kind of caught in between them. So this takes place, like, in the future? Yeah, or? yeah. And it's really fascinating, because, like I said, all the science is, like, really really like they they um they explain how like their ships are built their you know their ships are long a lot of them are just big bricks basically because there's no wind resistance in space obviously yeah. so it doesn't really fucking matter no they're yeah. aerodynamic we're basically and, building ships now to just withstand impacts and stuff so yeah and like, to get out of the atmosphere yeah, basically giant bullet looking ships right just to you know be able to and I think most of the ships in the show, though, like most of the big ships aren't really designed to go down to planets. Yeah. But like their main ship in the show is like that the crew uses, they get about halfway through the first season, is, you know, built like kind of like a big cigar or something. It's got a little little yeah. bit of a pointy. You Which know, makes sense because you, you but, decrease the chance of, you know, hitting something. Right. Yeah. Traveling. It's long so, and skinny, basically. Yeah. Um, like a little, I guess like a little building or something. But um, it's what's weird is you always think of the decks going parallel to the length of the ship like in a boat and this right. is but it's the opposite of way they go perpendicularly so if you if you put the ship the spaceship up like a rocket ready to go off all the decks would be perpendicular to the way it's running and you'd be going mm. up and down ladders and then in space when they're going towards stuff um there's the the inertia basically from oh, the from the I, thrust yeah, is you. giving them like one third of earth's gravity and then they get huh. to a place they get close to where their destination is they flip the ter- ship around and then they burn on the other direction to slow themselves down so for just a couple seconds, they've got no gravity, and then they go back to having a third of gravity. Like, they explain everything like that, and they talk about how the people that live in the belts, they, a lot of them are, they're doing with, like, inertial gravity from, like, having a spinning, rotating thing or whatever, yeah. but they still, when you grow up in a third, of one third of Earth's G, like, there's all these different changes biologically, right. and so, like, all the belters are, like, get taller. yeah, they're all taller and thinner, and they, uh, and they have to take these special drugs to even go down to, to Earth. Right. To be in 1G. And then the Martians, you know, it's it's not, they've got a little more gravity weighing but down on them. But So, yeah, and, the, and they always make a point that the Martian Marines are, like, training in 1G so that they ever need to, like, fight on Earth they can. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. This, called, this show's called The Expanse? The Expanse. It's really fascinating. But it's on again? Um, it was originally on Sci-Fi and it got canceled and then uh, Amazon bought it. Now it's on Prime. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, it's a really fascinating show i've recommended because i don't know many people have watched it and i recommend it to a lot of people it's like the good place 
I, I don't know enough people who watch The Good Place either. Right. And we talked about that earlier with Jeremy. Good not show. On this, so, yeah, that show. I fucking love that show. But um, but no, The Expanse is a really, really interesting show. And like, I one of the things is in the first episode, um, there's this character who's um, she's like a U.S. like a like a consulate or a prime minister type character for the UN or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she tortures this this there's this you know revolutionary group terrorist group whatever you call it called the OPA which is like all the all the people that live on the asteroid belts mm-hmm. um, have started this group to fight against the tyranny of like Earth and Mars or whatever. And they take one of these guys and they hang him up on hooks. They call it gravity torture. They literally just put wow. him up on it. They just put his arms on over some hooks and just kind of hold him up in place so that he's having to deal with the weight of all of his organs and stuff. Wow. And they're like, and, and they're like, that's torture. That's been yeah. it hurt. A guy's like telling her, like, you cannot do that. That's torture. If anybody finds out next time you talk to him, you got to put him in a tank. So then they put him in a tank of water with like a snorkel on where he can talk. And that's how she has to talk to him. It's crazy. That's weird. But yeah, if if a belter wants to come down to Earth and experience one G, they have to like take all these like crazy drugs that don't well, yeah, that I are mean, really rough for their system a, to go belt, through. You have yeah, little yeah. to no. Well, they have to and they, they increase their bone density and of stuff. Of course, and, yeah, yeah. But I just love the the science is just so fascinating. And listening to the book, it's really cool because they're oh now I remember why I got into this was why I went on this tangent was um you know talking about like the Germans in Texas and stuff. A really interesting thing is there's one of the characters um, named uh, Alex who is a former Martian like Navy guy and he's the pilot of the ship and he's got a he's um, like Indian or maybe like some Middle Eastern descent Pakistani or something I'm not sure I think I think I'm not sure what the actor actually is I, or the character you know it's cool because they talk a lot about a lot of the um, the the ethnic makeup of the characters very vaguely because that's all you would really need to do like they would just right. be like oh who's a brown skinned man they don't have to be like he's a black guy he's African American he's like what does that mean it's two hundred years in the future and fair in fucking yeah. space we have you know war between planets yeah and then like or like Na- Naomi is one of the characters and she's like she's darker skinned but she has some Asian you know th- you know she's they even talk about in the narration that like she's so like fascinating to look at her ethnic makeup like she's such a um, an interesting cross section of would different. Would we still? I mean, other than just what was passed down genetically, I wonder how would we would change uh, if we didn't live on the Earth and still, you know, kept reproducing? Because apparently, you know, the reason we have different developments in mel, you know, uh, what is it in your skin? Melanin. Melanin. Yeah, that's opposed to UV. Exposed to UV. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, what would we all just be the same color after a couple hundred years, or how would that? How would that work? I, I think wonder. I feel like our us intermingling, intermingling our 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 you know racial the, the you know these different it's weird to say races because obviously we're all the human race but these different these different ethnic phenotypes the more we intermingle the more it's it's just gonna I think that's gonna be that's gonna matter less before we get to anything that like yeah. space would do. It'll be like that episode of South Park where everybody comes back from the future. <laughs> yeah, and they're all just taking all the they're jobs. All, yeah, they're all like an amalgamation of every race and, yeah. they, and they have yeah. no gender. And they speak just, every language. They speak every language matched to one. <laughs> God, that episode was crazy. <laughs> yeah, was they go back episode. in time to work and yeah. then put it in For bank way accounts. low rates just yeah. to get the interest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, it was just a brilliant way of them talking about the immigration crisis basically it was that was yeah. big that was a big thing during the bush presidencies when that came out that's when that's i mean you know and i know i'm we're all pretty young so it's the first time we were probably were really like politically active or 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 exposed or, or, to or um poli- not politically active but politically conscious was during yeah. bush's presidency so that's probably the first time any of us really started hearing about like immigration policies and all that stuff and we're just like uh, what yeah what's going on why don't they just let them in 
Right. I like, was yeah, I was too busy, you know, causing trouble with my brothers uh who we had very too little uh supervision, so um I didn't yeah, I wasn't expecting One thing we that. like to do is we like to get a truck and fill it up with immigrants and drive it yeah. across the It's like, uh you were coyotes, guys. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> yeah. No, like, we're just no, you know, we, having fun. We didn't have anything to do with politics. What are you talking about? Yeah, we're no, just, we're just hanging out, just making some money, you know? Yeah, you know. Was... We built this really cool tunnel. <laughs> we built a tunnel <laughs> under the border fence. <laughs> yeah. I love how the cartels, I've heard stories where the cartels will literally just go up to the border fence with like a football sized package full of coke, like mm-hmm. heroin or something. They'll just chuck it yep. over the fence and somebody will catch it. Yeah, that's it. That's how little the border fence makes it. Like the border fence oh, thing is so stupid. Well, most, I, most of the people that come here that are illegal immigrants now, and I hate to even say they were illegal immigrants because I don't think that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just fucking it, it, let them in. Like, um, make the process easier for these people. But um, most of them that come over, they get a work visa or something, and they come yeah, over and, and they expires, just let it expire, and right. then they don't go back. Like, the that's The reason it. they don't go back is because, you know, we've uh, increased uh, the difficulty that it is to, to get, get back in. over. Right. Yeah. Like, back the... when we, I, I heard, or, you know, if I'm remembering this correctly, back when, during the Reagan administration, we had uh, people coming here working, and then when their visa would expire, they would just go back because they're like, you know, it's not going to be difficult for me to go back and work if I need to. Right. But now with everything that we hear in uh, the news or whatever in social media, um, these people are like, you know, I have this great opportunity to make more money and help out my other family. If I go back to my uh, country, I might not have this opportunity again. Right. Yeah, no, it's all the people, if, if there's people, people out there that are like afraid of illegal immigrants and blah, blah, blah. And, and then it's like, yeah, well, the government that like, because of our policies have become so harsh, they literally can't go back. Like yeah. they're trapped here in some weird limbo. And it's just like, it's crazy. Yeah, I yeah. think we should look more at our policies versus, you well, know, just the immigrants coming and here. I feel like a lot of us just don't really understand how it all works. And we don't understand. Like, I remember the first time I know somebody who's parents are immigrants to the u.s and he's like you know um you know I, I think he was born here though he's a naturalized citizen but it's like yeah oh yeah no they don't have they don't have a license so they drive around it's like if they yeah if they, I mean, i'm like so if they get pulled over or i'm like that's fucking crazy like they li- how do you live with that level of stress every day that's right. terrifying right. there was a um there was a, a fucking uh, a car crash i used to live out near highway 16 uh, on highway 16 out near emmett Mm-hmm. Um, which is out in the kind of the middle of nowhere. And I remember one morning, apparently a horse got out and a lady hit it with a car Ugh. and she and the horse died. Like she, it went through the windshield and killed her. And it was, it was like, Oh, it was supposed to be this big thing. Cause obviously if you get your, let your horse out and blah, blah, it's you're responsible for, right. But I think it tended up that she was like, um, and, and you know, Driving an immigrant. Really she, I think she was, yeah, I think she wasn't, wasn't immigrated here. Wasn't a citizen, and uh, and so they just kind of just it got swept under the rug because nobody wanted to bring it. It was fucking weird, man. That's crazy. That is crazy. Ugh, that's got to be rough. And then what is your family's just like? Well, uh, I guess that's what just the way do? it is. Mom's yeah. dead, but you know we we you know this is what we do. Like nobody should have to live like that. No, it's fucking ridiculous. Speaking of accidents on highways in the middle of nowhere, uh, it kind of reminds me of a time I was driving. It was me. Um, both well all three of them i was riding a horse yeah. i was riding a horse <laughs> and i jumped off and let it run into the road yeah you're free no it's just <laughs> no we were uh we were all driving to visit my aunt and it was uh driving out towards marsing i believe um but my mom was driving and she's she was kind of a uh, eccentric 
were out there and traffic was starting to build up. She decided she was going to brake check someone behind us. Oh my gosh. Multiple times and someone totally rear-ended us. Now, her first thought through her mind was, I got to get out of here. The cops are coming for me. Wow. Okay. Well, my mom grew up kind of like a hippie. So everything was like always blown out of proportion when it came to law enforcement, especially. So she takes off. And I just remember as this little kid understanding what was going on and how she was in the wrong in this situation just by the look on the guy's face who rear-ended us. Right. Because he got out of his car, and I looked in the mirror and just saw his face looking at the front of his car, looking back at us with the most <laughs> confusion in his face that I've like, ever seen. what the seen. fuck just happened? Yeah. I literally saw him do that hand motion people do where they just kind of throw their hand up in the air yeah. like, what, what the hell uh, is this? Well, golly gee. Yeah. yeah. And then we drove off, and my mom being as paranoid as she was. So my aunt lived like 10 miles away from this accident. Right. She went to my aunt's house and decided that the best course of action was to put the car in the barn and close the doors because she was terrified of the cops finding her. I'm like, um, first of all, we live in Idaho. Yeah. You could probably just lie around the whole thing and say you got rear-ended. I don't think you need to hide. And no yeah, cop is going to just everywhere. keep driving down the road right. in the middle of nowhere just to, to find out which car is. Yeah. It just drives. It just blew my mind. So it just, kid. did it just nothing no, come no of it? No cops ever showed up. <laughs> I don't. I'm thinking about it now. My mom probably didn't have insurance or, or she just didn't report uh, it. Dude, this is why you need to be a stand-up comedian. It was you, have just, the, you have the most amazing stories. It's I grew up in kind of a crazy family, which they're still crazy. Don't get me wrong. I think we all are. But yeah, we're all a little crazy, man. Yeah, it's like seal hey, sets. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just uh, growing up like that, you know? It's things that when you're in it, you think are normal. And then you grow up and that's why you can kind of look at them later mm-hmm. and laugh at them. You know, like I grew up, with three brothers and uh well you know my sisters or whatever but we always were doing things we shouldn't have done like we lived in homedale for a while and we were bored small town right yeah 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 you know and this was back like early 2000s or whatever but little to no supervision so we decided we're gonna you know make our own fun it's we didn't have video games or anything like that so one day we decide that we are going to figure out how to get on the top of our apartment complex. And yeah. we did. Yeah. I, when yeah. I said little to no supervision, I meant it. This was not an exaggeration. Like, I'm glad I'm still alive today. Let's Is this the golf story? No. Okay. I, I, we should do that next time. <laughs> I feel like we should wrap up soon here, but yes, you finished this story. Yeah. So we would climb up onto these apartment buildings and uh, we would uh, take the shingles off. We, <laughs> we didn't understand what shingles were for. The only thing we understood was that they made amazing frisbees. And really? so we would climb. They do. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you come across a loose shingle, you sling that baby and see how straight it flies. <laughs> Wait, can you, you can't catch those, though. That wasn't our point. At this. Okay, you were just throwing. chucking them. You yeah. were just throwing yeah, them. Yeah, well, we were. We were throwing them off of the roof, but we decided we needed to see how accurate we were. And as kids with little to no supervision... We were throwing them at people in the alleyway. Nice. Not understanding that shingles are like sandpaper. That like this can hurt you when it's flying at you. <laughs> yeah. Just this guy, just yeah. Whoosh, yeah. me, me. It's a guy who's like, like me with a bald head. Just gets a fucking whoosh, like so, sandpaper <laughs> off the top of your skull. Like what the no, fuck? Yeah. Guy this had a full gash. head of hair and then bald afterwards. Yeah, just, what whoosh, just all. Of that's it. what happened to me. It's like you know, I was a little kid and yeah. I was wa- I was. 
I was in Homedale. Yeah. I was there. Oh my I was God. walking down an alley. I was a five-year-old boy. Get out of his house. Right? <laughs> That's what we call social distance scalping yeah. right there. <laughs> but no, anyway, so we were throwing them at people in the alleyway. And uh, we, we got down for a little bit. And the next thing we know, like, cops showed up. And uh, we're just little kids, you know, and sort of like, we don't think it's us. We don't think we did anything wrong. Right. And immediately they go to my mom's house. I'm like, oh, geez, I wonder what my mom did. And they're like talking to my mom. And this cop comes out here and they're trying to do this whole scared straight thing. And they're like, oh, you're going to go to jail, X, Y, and Z, you know. And I was just this little chunky kid bawling his eyes out. My brothers were nowhere to be found because they were faster than me. (laughs) So I took the brunt end of this cop just telling me how much I ruined my life. Yeah. It was not, I was like maybe nine, ten years old, uh, and I was like bawling my eyes. He just left, nothing happened. Yeah. And now, you're, all, your now you're on a podcast with an international audience. <laughs> yes. 2%. 2% of, of our audience is people rerouting their VPNs through Ireland. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just stumbling upon this by accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the fuck is this? This is not what I wanted. Yeah. yeah. Crazy life growing up. Crazy but... life. All right. Um,. You have any closing remarks, Jeremy? Goodbye. Good. No more food <laughs> shoutouts for God damn. Yeah, we 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 went yeah. talking about food for so long. This is fun though. We should do this again sometime. Just talk about food more. Yeah, go st- support those businesses. Yes, I mean support local businesses. But anyway. wherever you live, li- support the local. Get the restaurants. If you don't want to, if you don't want to go out and eat, you can order it. You know, just help them out. You know, yeah. if you can. No <laughs> money. Money can be tight, but you know, even at least like once a week. Yeah. 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 That's time yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> just a podcast, just two hours of people going, yeah. 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 <laughs> all like perfectly in time. Oh my gosh. That'd be cool. Anyway. Thank you for listening. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, Bye now. Bye. See ya.